feel like every time uh, the week begins anew, I have to say, back in studio, because I haven't been in studio, we had a great weekend at the Health Freedom Expo. Shout out to everybody who was there, joined and celebrated together in health and freedom, healing liberty. And shout out to Julie Whitman Klein and the family from Trinity for putting on another amazing event. And of course, the launch of the Exploratory Committee officially in a, uh, a kind of a fundraising thing with Jonathan Emord. That was a lot of fun His- history in the making. So we've got more history in the making today. We've got Robert O. Young, Dr. Young, joining us. It's been many years since we've had him on the show. So we're looking forward to getting some updates from him. He's got some electron microscope images of what is in the jab or what is in the people after the jab. Uh, so we'll hit those controversies in hour two. First hour, a uh, new guest scheduled, Antonia Harmon. Sounds like she's from overseas and uh, she's got some uh, quantum healing uh, going on. And so we'll get to discuss that. But first and foremost, um, we can't ignore the fact that, as I said, there is no Comirnaty spike max, max available anywhere in the United States until the CDC votes to add it to the childhood vaccine schedule. Guess what they're about to do? That's coming up in just a moment on the Robert Scott Bell Show. Tell everybody to join us, robertscottbell.com slash listen in the chat room, and we'll get this healing party started right about now. The Robert Scott Bell Bell Show. All right, let's crank it up. Another uh, broadcast edition live in studio. I don't see myself, Super Don, but uh, maybe this thing's working. Maybe not. The Robert Scott Bell Show is on, as far as I know. That's, <laughs> That's weird. That it started. Do you see me? I don't see me. That's what really do you strange. I don't know why it's doing that. All right? Isn't that strange? It is. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah. Oh, I see what happened. What happened? What happened? That's weird. All right, so let me get rid of that. What was that, Super D? Some kind of like weird a- glitch. No, some kind of weird glitch. So when the opening video, usually mm-hmm. when it it's done, here we are talking baseball. Yeah, inside baseball. Right away. When when <laughs> I have been in the studio. When when the video opening video uh, ends, it's yeah. supposed to shut off and then bring us up. And right? instead, and it got stuck. It didn't do that. And we'll stay. See if I. No, let's see what happens if I do this. Yeah. See. Whoa. Weird. That is weird. Well, I, I haven't been in the studio, so we're out of practice, at least for the studio <coughs> sessions. Well, apparently and the software is out of practice, too. So Yeah, I guess so. So we'll just have to, you know, charge our way through it anyway. Well, mm. it's good to be back for a few days anyway. This uh, Saturday, I'm heading to Pittsburgh. Oh, my gosh, man. The grass ain't growing under me. It's uh, the health and freedom event of the Pittsburgh year. Uh, outside of our friends at Nutritional Frontiers, the Health Hut is hosting us, me particularly, and Dr. Jack, James Linesweiler, and others for uh, a day-long event on the 22nd of October. So uh, I've just got to gear up for another trip. It's going to be like a 24-hour one. It'll Why be not? faster than the Health Freedom Expo. This is like the old days. Do you remember when we used to do I used to do I so remember. Long, you know, listen, you didn't do much for, for a couple of years there just because everything mm-hmm. was nuts. Um, so it's, yeah, it's been like, what, a couple, three years since you've done Iron Man Radio. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> uh, a special shout out to, uh, uh, was it Pastor Greg? Uh, Young. Young, thank you. Yep. Um, I was uh, really at a loss to try and find time to, to record even for Sunday's broadcast, which as you see, if you heard, I wasn't able to do anything for that because that Saturday at the Health Freedom Expo was, there was just not a second of downtime. Not that I expected it. I'm always working hard at that event. I love to do it. But 
Sunday, thanks to Pastor Greg Young, he was like, here's my setup. I'm taking a couple hours break here. Just have a seat and take it, take it away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so that was fun. We got to do it. I just kind of utilized his equipment. He sent it to you. And I think we had a great show with a lot of guests yesterday. If you missed that, it was a terrific, yeah, was cool. terrific show. So uh, thank you for that. And uh, as we go today, I, I mentioned we got um, Robert O. Young, Dr. Young, joining us for the first time in many years. And this hour, we'll talk uh, about some kind of quantum healing of the spiritual realms or how does it come down and help us divineempowerment.com that's cool i can deal with that divine empowerment doc i mean she's not no no, uh antonia harman Uh she's in the uk yeah Uh and there's a definitely a time difference there Mm -hmm. i think it's like 11 p.m there okay so i'm hoping she didn't fall asleep because Uh she hasn't connected yet So uh, hopefully we'll have her, but uh, yeah, I just sent her an email. I'm hoping I don't fall asleep. Oh, stop it. All right. You got home early yesterday. You know, on some of these, you, you know, you do. You you roll in into town back yeah. home from the event at like midnight or one o'clock in the morning, and then you got to right. get up. So I get that. I get that. Yeah. But yesterday, mm-hmm. come on now. It was reasonable, wasn't it? Come on. You got, you got home in the afternoon. So, Your so Atlanta for, Falcons beat my Niners, by the way. That was interesting. I did not expect that as a furthest thing from my mind coming back, but I'm sure you watched it and was bummed out. I was like, who is this team, and how did they beat the Niners? But Well, well yeah, it happens, I guess. I, I'm not going to rub it in. I'm just going to go on with the show. Y'all are wondering, when's the show going to start? All right, well, let's All right, so we, got, we actually have what I guess breaking you could news. call some breaking news, right? Yeah. Remember um, last week, and this is what I've been saying for months, if not longer, that there is no way you're going to find the community shot or the spike back shot anywhere in a doctor's office or a military base on U.S. soil. And Super Don doubted me. And I'm like, nope, not until they get liability protection, because if they use the approved version, it's not covered under the PREP Act where there's no liability because of an emergency use authorization special you know sanctions uh, that uh, basically make it so it can kill you and you got nothing to say about it well guess what the ACIP committee meeting is scheduled for Wednesday that'll be the 20th I believe is that right the 20th of October uh, and, actually today is what Tuesday we're off it, a day so tomorrow's Wednesday the 19th tomorrow already it's the 19th Holy yeah, moly. yeah so yeah today's the 18th um, CDC is planning to vote to add the COVID-19 jab to children's vaccine schedule, that would free the, free up the, the uh, Comirnaty and Spike Vax to have the pr- protection under that vile, unconstitutional 1986 uh, vaccine injury compensation program. And that is the difference. So, Super D, do you still doubt me about the Well, okay, now let's be accurate. On. Let's be accurate here, okay? okay? I did not say you were wrong. I said I wanted to get to the bottom of it and actually get an official explanation or answer straight from the other side on it, this is is if it's available and if it's not then why not? Well, no, you hurt my feelings. It felt like Oh, you were whatever. <laughs> what year were you born? <laughs> but uh yeah, so I mean that's that's where I was at with, right. with the whole thing. Now, oh, I know. I know. In I, this situation, yeah. Here's my question. Number one, look, mm-hmm. I mean, fine. We'll go with what you're saying. Okay. That you. that this is the reason why they're doing it. Yeah. Um, I think the argument against this should be why would you put this on the children's vaccine schedule? Because yeah. of all of the 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 groups mm-hmm. 
of people that you look at that are getting the vaccine, that they're wanting to give the vaccine to, mm -hmm. the children are the ones that are the least susceptible to getting COVID or having any issues with it or dying mm -hmm. from it or anything. It's like the one group of all the groups mm -hmm. that is going to be affected the least statistically. I mean, the, their own numbers explain this. Yeah. That, that That's not a lie. That's not something that, that we're pulling out of our, our rear. Mm -hmm. that, that, that is so why would it be so so important now i know what your answer is going to be but no, I, no, you I, don't. I would have to no, ask you them why Wait, why why it, is this so urgent yeah you do how about this aren't we in the so-called endemic phase where you go from the pandemic to the endemic that this thing is just embedded everywhere and it becomes a normal part of everyday life you know especially in the the winter months when they like to say it's flu season so there again lies the question, where is the risk to, to kids that you brought up? And where's the risk to the general population that they claim now over 80%, maybe it's closer to 90 or close to 100% have encountered this thing and have some level of identification type immunity. It doesn't make up for if your immune system doesn't work. But then again, no COVID jab is going to make your immune system work. That's nonsense. In fact, the entirety of the vaccine schedule prior to even mRNA shots They've gone on record admitting at the WHO level that they've replaced natural immunity altogether for things like the measles, for instance. It's vaccine-induced dependence, if you will, on more shots, more jabs that come with dangerous direct effects wrongly, well, public relationed into reality called side effects. And so my, my assessment here and Super Don, you're going to have to work hard to uh, disabuse me of this thought. By the way, I see your emails there. You might want to take that off the screen. Uh, I, my assessment here is that the CDC or the FDA or the WHO or all of these agencies and organizations, governmental and non-governmental alike, because there's so much information out there, it's there's no plausible deniability about the adverse events due to COVID jobs, much less the lack of risk in children. Basically, by them voting for this, which I think it's in the bag, they're going to vote for this to be added to the the uh, vaccine childhood schedule. Because, as I said, that's the only way they get these jabs on the market so that the makers of, of Comirnaty and Spikevax can start making more of that bank that they were already making under emergency use authorization and keep that gravy train rolling. So their inevitability of voting yes on this, no matter how much you protest, and this is another one of those cases where if I had a hat and I'm wrong, I'll eat it. I would, yeah, because that would mean that would be a good news scenario. I just don't anticipate. I don't see it. Maybe somebody can tell me otherwise if they know something I don't know. But my conclusion is that any entity or individual who wants this added to the schedule wants to see you in your children infertile or dead. Those are the two options because there is no real risk to this uh, COVID in these kids. On, ongoing much less you know what we saw before and there is only risk from the jab all of the adverse events in young people with cardiovascular events neurological events there are issues of cancer happening manifesting in all ages sudden adult death syndrome stillbirths being reported as stillbirth rather than being the result of covid jabs during pregnancy or prior to pregnancy they're just going oh they're stillbirths we're just going to call them that. And they don't know what caused it, but they know it's not the jab. You know that same old story? So tell me how you can plausibly explain to me, anybody, that the people that are going to vote for this 
the organizations that support it, including the CDC, how they have any legitimacy other than to, to weaken and damage and even kill the immune system and the, the very people, the kids themselves, via a COVID jab campaign that becomes endemic itself under the uh, ACIP's uh, go-ahead, thumbs-up approval and or the CDC's next-level approval. And then you got coverage under the National Vaccine Injury Compensation Program. Seriously, I'm asking, does anybody have any Strange idea? Strange coincidence, isn't yeah. it? Well, and I think part of the reason, and I'm not going to say it's because I pointed this out. I, am I the only one that pointed this out? I don't know. But it's becoming more obvious that those two jabs are not available, despite them trying to pretend that they are. So they have to desperately run it up faster to get this schedule approval for kids so that they can actually bring them into the market. Because as I said, even if there are people that want it, even if the Pentagon wants it, the makers of those shots would not send them in the labeled approved trademark name because then they would be liable for injury and death. I'm right on this, Super Don. Don't even try to argue. But yes, if you want to get a, a, a <laughs> if you, if you want to get somebody to confirm it, that's fine. That's just me, man. Mm. That's just me. It's like it's not that I'm saying you're wrong. It's Why are you always that, picking on me? I, I, a, if I could get somebody to admit officially, mm. right? Yeah. Officially I, I, admit. You know, why would they that, admit that? Yeah, well, but you know me, I'm going to push them. I'm going to pressure sure. them. I, I, I'm serious. I got to start doing this. Mm-hmm. I, you know, we, we, we've talked about this stuff. Like, I want to start doing this and making this a part of the show. Mm-hmm. Let's come up with something that, that can be, be easily, easily solved, right? Yeah. In, in the, Why not? In the spirit of trying to battle misinformation, mm-hmm. the Robert Scott Bell Show will go straight to the source. <laughs> and we will question them ourselves because I we agree. want to just... I'm up. Let's 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 settle it once and for all, right? I'm good for that. Shout out to Sherry Neal, my good friend, and her husband Marty. We had a great breakfast oh. on the way out of town. Yes, uh, yes. Now, now, listen. Um, yeah, I got a question for you. Sure. Um, Sherry. Yes. Uh, posted some pictures up on on Facebook. I th- no, no, maybe it was. Uh, yeah, it was. I think it was on Facebook. Okay. Can you please explain to me? Mm-hmm. What this is? <laughs> I couldn't find that picture. <laughs> <laughs> this stuff is horrible. It's it's awesome <clears throat> stuff, but it's awesomely horrible. And I, I'm not trying to diss on it because Cadia is a good company. They make a lot of good organic products. This was like a turmeric uh, and ginger and um, vinegar, right? Apple cider vinegar. Spicy turmeric and yeah. ginger apple cider, cider vinegar. vinegar. And Dude. I'm like. Dude, what, moment, what inspired you to even attempt to drink that? Just by reading it, I, I wouldn't come well, 10 feet in that thing. If you remember, I mentioned yeah. that I was having some uh, some intestinal stomach issues between trips. And I was like, when I got there the first morning, um, Julie Whitman Klein had arrived at the Health Freedom Expo site. And I connected with her, helped her offload the truck. Then we went to that uh, Sunrise Health Foods there, okay. not far. And I saw this bottle. I'm like, dude, I've been dealing with intestinal stuff. Why don't I add this? I know it'll be good for me. <laughs> and I took one shot of it. I'm like, oh, ow. And there's the face I made. And that that was a, I didn't have to exaggerate at all. And it burned. It was like, ah, oh, horrible. But it's good for you. It's one of those things where you know how bad it is, but it's good for you. Uh, so uh, right. she got that picture of me there. That's very, that was, good, that was good at stuff. the harvest room, by the way. I ate there four times in three days. It was so good. 
Or yeah, well, you have to see. I think it was on like a Facebook reel, and yeah. uh, it's like a, a picture of you mm-hmm. holding a cup, yeah. and then a funny look on your face, and then that funny look on your face. And on, yeah. on the <laughs> fourth panel of the of the thing that she uploaded, yeah. it had the Pointer Sisters in the background singing, "I'm so, I'm so excited. excited." Yes, because <laughs> you were awful. excited to to try it. But that's great. I, I thought she was going to do it in Instagram, but I she like me doesn't know how to do those things very easily on Instagram yeah. where it would make sense where they do all those soundtracks to it and everything like that. Yep. So welcome everybody. If you're in the chat room, uh, we'll get to you. Uh, like I said, I, I, we had some great reunions this weekend and I hope you enjoyed some of the shows we were able to do. I was live from there on Friday and we had some surprise guests as well. Uh, we have a, a story out of Boston university as well right now. Uh, researchers are claiming to have developed a new, more lethal COVID strain in the lab. Because that's all we need now. Oh, that, that ought to end well. Things have calmed right down. Maybe, <laughs> maybe that's the reason they're going to they're going to point to for the uh, putting the COVID jab on the uh, on the list of childhood vaccine schedule. And, and yet, of course, it would not impact whatever this strain is. It doesn't even impact any new developed strains. If you believe there are new developed strains. But researchers at Boston University added a spike protein from the Omicron variant, that's their claim, with the original Wuhan strain, which had an 80% kill rate. Now, uh, let's see. Yay! We're number one. Wait. What is that? Is that really what you want to be known for? I don't know. And I thought that, you know, you weren't allowed to do gain-of-function studies, but they're claiming this isn't that. Yes, they are. And I'll tell you what, it's a big pushback going on today because this this happened uh, the last day or two Mm -hmm. when this first broke. And they're really pushing back on it because technically they're saying it's it not. did not amplify mm-hmm. the virus. They're saying they're saying inside and they're, what they're going to do is they're basically going to say, see, you guys aren't scientists. So you guys can't understand. Right. You know that this this isn't gain of function research because they're saying that it actually made the 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 virus weaker. OK, but it, but, but it has five times more infectious virus particles than Omicron variant. That's what they're saying. And an so. 80% kill rate. Yeah. But it's not gain-of-function research. So my question would be, why does that matter? Mm-hmm. Really? What you call it doesn't matter? Well, um, you know, they... function whatever. You can call it whatever you want. It's just like, is there a legitimate... And there may be. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. No. It's very likely that, that perhaps maybe there is a benefit... To doing this, they can't maybe, elucidate it. Maybe, maybe there there is some really significant scientific um, um, need to take this virus, poke around with it, make it more, mm-hmm. uh, give it a higher kill rate. Yeah, in, in the name of of science, in order to do something positive and good. <laughs> Are you buying yeah. that? Like I said, I'm not a scientist, but on, on, on the, the face value, yeah, it seems like it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And, you know, one of the things they did was they released this information on a preprint. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and so at the, at the very least, I would say, am I still showing the thing here? Yes, I am. Hmm. At the very least, I would say maybe you should have put this information out there in a different way than putting it out there like that because you're just asking for people like us to look at that and say something about it. If you don't want this kind of response to this information, then put it out in some way that explains why this is a good idea. The reason why we did this is because, and you don't have to worry about it. It's not going to hurt anything. This is a good thing, and here's why. 
rather than just putting it out there like that when everybody's just gone through this crap for the last three years and people, some people are still deathly afraid of this and still wanting to wear masks, you know, maybe it's not a good idea to just, you know, throw, throw gasoline onto the fire. Where are, go, you? Hey, are you? Hey, just want to let you know, we just made it worse. Are you hiding behind the article? You sound passionate. Wanted to see the passion come through, and I'm looking at an article instead of you. I didn't want to hurt you with my flailing arms. No, it's okay. I might, I might go a little too far this way. Right? Smack yeah. it. Well, but you know what they, I'm saying? I mean, it's I like... I do. I totally know if, what you're if, saying. If this is totally cool and there's nothing to worry about, then why don't you throw that paragraph in with the, the stupid study that you released as a preprint rather than having to make everybody look at this and go, what the hell are you guys doing? Really? Yeah. You found a way to make COVID more deadly. Well, congratulations. Remember the gain of function studies were sold to us, if you will, or the public as something they needed to do just in case somebody else did it. <laughs> so we could be <laughs> we ready. first. Right? In other it's words, like a race they, to made, the moon, right? they made it so that they could develop a vaccine for it that's not a vaccine, mRNA technology. <sighs> and then somehow, weirdly enough, something got released. <clears throat> at the Wuhan lab as they exported it, and yet now Boston University is going, yeah, it's not that, but hey, it's still five times more. Uh, anyway, all right, we'll go from there. Hey, do you have the email to our new friend that's supposed to be joining us from England? Antonia Harmon? Oh, boy. Or did she fall asleep? No. Um, obviously, you, some wires have been crossed here. You tested with her. Because three minutes ago, she emailed me. She says, great, see you in two and a half hours. What? No. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to deal with that here. Um, yeah. While while you uh, entertain the the masses here. Okay. Because she obviously I, I, did not realize what time she was supposed to be doing this interview. It's a it's a it's a time zone uh, conundrum. It, it definitely is. So let me see what I can do here. Okay, no problem. Carry on. I'll find something to talk about. Uh, let's see what else I'm going to look in the show notes actually right now because I, I think there's some updates here uh, in today's notes that I can sneak preview for you let's see if I can find it there down scrolling down ah yes reminder October 20th I'm going to take you out of the mix because your microphone is tapped oh here I, I can mute myself okay uh, October 20th which is uh, two days from now well, that is Wednesday the 20th this um or is it one day from now? It's one day from now. October 20th is a Thursday. Dude, I am so, I've lost a day on my travel day yesterday. For, please forgive me as I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to confuse everybody. Today's day that this is airing live is October 18th, which is a Tuesday. So there's 19th, that's Wednesday. The 20th is a Thursday. And at 3 p.m., that's Mountain Time, that's uh, 2 p.m. Pacific. And that would be 4 p.m. Eastern Time. That means right after our show, we'll do a very abbreviated version if any, of a bonus round. And we're going to roll right into, I I don't know which link yet, but you might be, yeah, you can sign up for it. But the Synergy Sauna webinar, our first one of the calendar, let's say fall calendar year. I'm looking over my left shoulder. You see that Synergy Sauna? We're going to talk about that. You can be happy and, and warm and supported as we get that far infrared in you. A very extremely low EMF, um, renewable sourced, product that is it's made of bamboo and it's just an amazing product very reasonable you're going to get a very special offer deal and you have to sign up in order to get the deal 
even if you don't show up live, which is fine, you can see it after the fact, but don't go after the fact go, hey, can I access? No, sign up. Just click on the link. It'll take you to sign up so you can be part of that webinar that's coming up. Let me see. Did Super Don put together a banner for, we got the Red Pill Expo coming up. Let's see. Where's the thing for the Advanced Medicine Conference with Dr. Bittar? Well, I don't see that. That's weird. Well, there's a link that's going to be going up that'll give you advanced tickets to next year's one, but also access to all previous years, and you'll get like a 20, 25% discount. So we'll get to that as well. I just wanted to. It's on the screen right now. Is it? Oh, it's up there? Can you go? Oh, yeah, there it is. 25% discount with coupon code RSB. Let me just take off the outside banner. There it is. Get an additional 25% off. So if you, where do they click on this? I don't even know where they click on this. 30 plus hours, the most. I thought I put it in today's show notes. Yeah, it went, it, I yeah, might need on. to re, I might need to re, re uh, refresh them. Then. But this just is go to the show notes. If it's not there, I'll put it there. But okay. that's where you want to go. Yeah. So you'll have access to. Do- oh, there it is. Now I refreshed it. Super D. So okay. in an untrusted world, who can you trust? How about all of us at the Advanced Medicine Conference? Check it out and use the code RSB when you uh, get access for that. And it's yeah. Nor- wow, it's a great deal. So y'all check it out and get that discount as well. Uh, let's see what else we got here. I'm just floating through the day at this point. Um, let's see if I can tweet anything else out. You can follow me on Twitter at Rspell Media. We're not temporary. Currently, we're not banned on Twitter, which is great. Uh, we are going out on Rumble, and that seems to be the, the easy replacement now for YouTube, which I'm still trying to get used to having that, which is kind of cool. Uh, Dude, it's so easy. There's nothing to yeah. get used to. No, it's nothing to get used you to. You just go to rumble.com. Okay. And you go to the Robert Scott Bell uh, uh, page, and there's every show that we do. Nice. It's just there. Okay, I like it. I like it when it's easy. I am a fan. All right. Let's see. Let okay. So I'm still talking with our guest. Um, I get I, th- I think she she made the mistake of thinking Eastern time rather than Pacific time. Oh, okay. Um, and so I think that's where we may have to end up rescheduling her unless she wants to pop on real quick, but I'm not sure that she'll be ready. Well, you know, this is a day I'll just tell you my, my state of being, as you can see, I'm kind of, I'm kind of mellow and not super high energy. Like Trump would say, you're low energy today, Robert, right? Like you like to do that. Um, but <laughs> who was it that he said that about? It was, uh, whoever he was running against, whoever that, that was, first time. No, or maybe it was one of the Republican candidates. Who knows? Yeah, it, I think it was. I can't remember mm-hmm. who it was though. Anyway, yeah. but I'm just feeling, you know, the, the travel takes its uh, toll on top of, look, when I go to the, the health freedom expo, and this is by all means, not a complaint because I, I really, I just, it's just that I want to be able to do everything all the time. And when I'm at the health freedom expo, it's not only my own lecture, it's the, uh, coordinating the, uh, what do you call the panel discussions and, you know, interacting, trying to set up to do interviews and conduct interviews. And then any no- number of surprise things that happen where people want to interview me or something like that. Uh, and yeah, and then it just goes on and on. And then we had uh, Stan Graham was able to attend and he did a great job. We actually did a, a really cool thing together on Cardio Miracle on Sunday. And we kind of shared some of the personal stories along with the science, which I think is an important balance to have when we're relating what how extraordinary that formulation is and what it's doing and why I take the Cardio Miracle as do you every day. Uh, even when I'm on the road, even when I'm fasting, it actually helps the fast because it enhances the autophagy process, uh, which is cool. I have Super Don's typing back and forth. I'm going to 
you can take yourself out of the mix if you want. Sorry, I'm listening. Right, I'm listening. listening. I'm, okay. all, I'm multitasking here. Okay. And yes, so, I do take the cardio miracle every day. Yeah, but the there were some great questions about fasting. Would it be helpful for fasting? And I think, well, yeah, because one of the processes that you want to instigate in a fasting situation is enhanced cellular cleansing, detox. And the, the uh, formulation of the uh, Cardio Miracle facilitates the uh, elimination of the debris and or the recycling of the debris that can be recycled. That's autophagy or autophagy. So that, that was great. So we had a lot of good stuff that we got to cover on that day. And then for me, one of the highlights, if not the highlight, just because it's history in the making, was the first uh, ever event that we hosted there at the Health Freedom Expo for the exploratory committee for Jonathan Eward to run for the United States Senate out of Virginia and, mm-hmm. and meeting meeting Congressman Dan Burton. He was amazing. We had a great time with him and his wife. I didn't know his wife was a medical doctor, a physician, an anti-aging type physician. She goes to the A4M events and things. She was totally cool. And it was just what a great, great uh, time that we had outside of the Health Freedom Expo going to a wonderful farm-to-table restaurant, the the uh, the Harvest Room. I suggest that. I don't even know the city it was in, but look it up in the Chicagoland area. You'll find it. It is so good. Everything I had there, so good. So um, I ate very well. But now I'm just mellow from the whole trip and really uh, eyeing myself to gear up for the uh, 24-hour trip to Pittsburgh for the Health and Freedom Expo, which is in the upcoming events tab of the Robert Scott Bell Show page, if you haven't been there as well. If you're going to be in the Pittsburgh area this Saturday, the 22nd, I would love, love, love to see you there. And then the uh, Red Pill Expo after that, uh, which is the 12th and 13th of November in Salt Lake City. But yeah, Super Don's got it up there right now. The Health and Freedom event, October 22nd, 2022. Uh, Let's see what else we got here coming up we'll be adding more events as they become available to us uh, we'll let you know let's see epa 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 should i do the epa story at this point let's just yeah let's just move on okay so uh there's a question here from the defender our friends at the defender children's health defense why is the epa still exposing women to, to pesticides linked to breast cancer well it's because they're a captured agency you dodo birds if anybody's got that question as a sincere question, why are they doing it? Because they're a captured agency. There's a revolving door between EPA and industry as there is between FDA and industry. So they're supposed to regulate the polluters and they enable the polluters. A recent peer-reviewed study by scientists at the Silent Spring Institute named after Rachel Carson found that regulators routinely fail to consider whether a pesticide might cause breast cancer before approving its use. <laughs> Look. What? Well, I know. We uh, where's the, where's the Three uh, Stooges sound effect? Yeah, we just whoop, 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 didn't want to look. Didn't look at the breast cancer connection. Uh, it just doesn't seem to be important because look, we have surgery now. Women can lop off their breasts prophylactically to protect against uh, the would ignorance, it, right? Would it not be uh, reasonable to say that somebody could say then that the EPA is a misogynistic? agency they hate women and their breasts they obviously don't care about whether women can get breast cancer or not yeah i mean honestly i and i mean that's not even i don't think i'm stretching it too far no i don't think so uh why would they routine god that's terrible routinely Mm -hmm. fail routinely not one i can see oh well you know they failed on this one or they failed on that one but they routinely fail Mm -hmm. to consider whether these pesticides might cause breast cancer or not um, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, somebody's got some splaining to do here. Well, it is like what I said about the CDC, the ACIF committee, FDA, WHA, any of these groups that are wanting to add the COVID jabs to the uh, uh, list of, uh, you know, liability protection uh, uh, vaccines that are not vaccines in this case uh, to the schedule, unless they hate children, want to see that they become infertile before they become adults and or kill them. And, and I know that sounds strong. Maybe it doesn't sound strong here in, in, to y'all, but to many, if you just said that, they're like, oh, my gosh, you're, you're Alex Jonesing now. No. Well, I think you have enough evidence out there within not only the peer-reviewed literature, but the VAERS database and the vSAFE database that was sued to, to be released through the Va- uh, Freedom of Information Act request. It shows there's no plausible deniability to the adverse impacts, including infertility and death that is occurring in all age groups but most concerning here uh for the kids that are on the hook for uh the shots if they add this on wednesday and or in this case pesticides disrupting the normal endocrine function within females primarily but not exclusively to induce breast cancer the carcinogenic aspect of pesticides which is very very real and they're routinely ignoring that just as guess what in the initial phases or as long as they can hold off on pretending not to when their study designs for COVID jabs to look at female specific health. Any changes in the female cycle for those that were jabbed under the COVID experiment that's still ongoing. And they didn't didn't think that was important. And Superdon used the word misogynistic. I think that may roll in, in, in this realm. But do they care about women or do they purposely want to hurt them? And in this case, the EPA disavowing any knowledge of a connection between pesticides disrupting endocrine compounds and or having direct production of cancer cancer out of control why would they do that well it just tells you that if the epa says it's safe you might want to look the other way or run the other way and this is also why we highly recommend and utilize orange guard the delimiting based pesticide that indeed in the 90s went through the EPA all the way up to the top to get a thumbs up on its use as a pesticide. Yet it does not harm female mammalian breast, much less male mammalian breast tissue. It has uh, oncolytic properties. It has anti-cancer properties. It won't harm your kids. It won't harm your pets. And if you're using it around organically grown crops like I do, you will not lose that status. It's OMRI listed. OrangeGuard.com, you can pick it up at your local Ace Hardware, Whole Foods, ask for it by name at Whole Foods, or just go directly to OrangeGuard.com. And when you do, please take a picture with that Orange Guard bottle and send it into Super Don. Ask RSB at gmail.com. Ask RSB at gmail.com. I'm just trying to think of what I might want to give away. Uh, I talk with Lisa Hill from uh, Silver Right. She's also working with, with uh, Cardio Miracle. But the Silverite pillows that we have, the travel pillow, I, I forgot my travel pillow, and she was so kind as to bring me a travel pillow uh, when we were there in Orlando. Or, or no, I'm sorry, Chicago. And I'm thinking, because now I, I'm home and I have two, that I might want to use that either at the AMA as a massive giveaway or for those of you that are actually willing to send in your picture with Orange Guard that that might be one of the things we give away. Or maybe you have... Actually, 
What are you Actually, thinking? What are you I thinking? think I think yeah. what you should give away mm-hmm. is a free bottle mm-hmm. of the uh, oh, spicy get- turmeric and ginger apple cider vinegar. So you can have a lovely face, Halloween face there like you go. mine. You know, I gave that to Sherry. I think everybody own. just went and gave their orange guard back to Ace Hardware. No, no, no. don't do that. <laughs> I, 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 by the way, I gave my bottle of that, the leftovers, to Sherry Neal and her husband. And oh, did you? Yeah, I wonder if they drank it or threw it away. But they did. They drank it with me, to their credit. But, of course, they wouldn't let me take pictures of them drinking it. Actually, no, I didn't even ask to try to do it. That's not. They probably would have played along just fine. Uh, so that was fun. But it was good for me. It was just one of those things that you know how bad it tastes, how good it must be for you in that regard. So uh, the real Anthony Fauci has been made into a little mini movie. Did you see that? The real Anthony Fauci, the movie is available for those who don't have the patience to read an entire book on the disaster, the danger, the doofus. And I say that I try to be kind, but dude, it's bad what Fauci has done in his career. And uh, as of uh, yesterday, you could register to watch the real Anthony Fauci and we've got a link to be able to watch it. We've got a link so you can watch the real Anthony Fauci movie two part documentary based on Bobby Kennedy's runaway bestseller over a million copies sold. We've done a number of interviews on it and it's only going to be available to watch beginning on October 18th. That's today for 10 days. So don't dilly dally. Click on the link in the show notes at robertscottbell.com and watch The Real Anthony Fauci, a full-length, two-part feature documentary. Register for free. The film is produced by Jeff Hayes, and it exposes Fauci's influence on government policy, the, the pharmaceutical industry, and medical research. It reveals the relationship between Big Pharma and the military, the oversized, outsized power of the news media, and the concentration of technology companies that's become the news media that censors us and others so this is pretty profound and the link is up you can watch the trailer but sign up and you can watch it for free and you know kudos to bobby kennedy who has been a lifelong democrat but he's speaking out against those that have lost their way within the democrat party no longer the party of freedom no longer the party that stands against big pharma this is the party of big pharma mandates and mass experimentation on the people of planet Earth, much less the people here in the United States. Sherry Neal says she took a shot of that stuff this morning. Sherry's tough. I'm telling you, if you guys haven't plugged into <laughs> Sherry Neal, she is. What she's not saying is that she made a face like you did when she did. Yeah, Sherry, proof. Right? We need proof. Get your That's husband. Right. You already take a picture of you <laughs> taking a shot of that stuff so you can look as silly as me. How about that? Yeah, that'd be fair. Mm. <laughs> Oh, Michael Bolden, 10th Amendment Center, living in his new place. Hey, Bolden, since you won't come and visit me, how about I bring the family down to visit you? Like mid-December or something. What do you think of that? Are you going to be there? I'm going to throw it out to Michael. He's going to go, oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm out of town at that moment. You'll find out. We'll see how much he really cares and loves us. (laughs) He says regulation is almost always used as a tool to protect the powerful and keep potential upstarts down. Yeah, well, avoid competition, avoid innovation. This is the interesting thing here. I want to bring this up now that Michael Bolden has chimed in. At the Health Freedom Expo, at the uh, uh, EMORD event, the Health Freedom uh, uh, panel discussion and Jonathan EMORD's event, of course, one of the things Jonathan says is get rid of the regulations on oil exploration and innovation 
to bring about energy independence for for all of us in America and then maybe even abundance so we can actually support those that are in dire need of some energy that they don't want to get from others that want to, you know, conquer them, for instance. And, and so as I'm talking to this nice lady who's, who's, who's sitting through all of this stuff and she's like, we're all in agreement on the health freedom front. She's got no problem, she says, on the whole freedom front. We are 100% in agreement on health freedom. But this environmental stuff, I no, I can't go there. You guys are like out of your mind. You're wrong. The oil, it's all this. It's all global warming. It's all, and nothing I could say or anybody could say apparently could make a dent in a very powerful belief in the dogma of the global warming, a.k.a. climate change people movement, which is not a people movement, a movement to destroy people. And yet in freedom, there has already been extraordinary, and most of you have not heard of this, extraordinary innovation to convert the tar sands in, in the United States, which is you know so abundant, it's ridiculous, much less Canada, in, in, an, in a completely environmentally safe way. And that's been proven to take the tar, run it through the special, uh, let's say, technology that's a water-based technology, and you can witness with your own eyes the release of the oil from the tar sands and the purest oil that burns with like zero hydrocarbons. It's incredible, yet it's real. Leaving the sand slash soil so pure and clean that you can now grow food in it. And this is not ever considered because the, the message and the memeing from the Hegelian dialectic front that needs to divide us to conquer us will not allow us to know this information, much less acknowledge that those who are saying that oil is a great evil, it's a natural product from the planet itself. And yes, there are technologies when regulation is removed. And even if it isn't, people are investigating because they know, of course, there is a profit potential, obviously. If you can produce oil cleanly, economically, that does not harm the environment in the way that the leftists say it does, and you meet or exceed even California's standards, which it does, you've taken the green movement, which is really red on the inside, it's a commie movement, and you, you take them out at the knees because they've got nothing to argue anymore. You meet and exceed all of their arguments that say oil cannot be clean ever, usable ever as they promote a disaster called solar energy and the amount of land it needs to cover, the amount of toxic chemicals raped from the earth, and the amount of pollution that it creates when those things go bad and are hardly recyclable at all, at least as of yet. No, There's no innovation to make them recyclable because the only reason it exists is due to subsidy. And guess what, folks? If you haven't figured this out, subsidy always, I may be saying this wrong, always leads to corruption. I would say subsidy is corruption of the marketplace where if you basically acknowledge that a certain thing is so devastating and deadly that people go, Whoa, we've got to do something about it. And you get out of the way, watch the innovation occur. And it's happening despite the obstacles thrown in our way by government and non-governmental agencies trying to destroy your ability to have access to energy, to keep yourself cool in the summer and warm in the winter, just as one aside, much less the freedom to move about the earth cabin via the various, uh, what would you call them? Cars, automobiles that would take you around or fly around, etc. 
Do you believe the lies that innovation cannot happen? That there's only one way to utilize the oil that comes from the earth? Or are there ways to utilize it more cleanly if unleashed the power of innovation in a free market would and could and has, in fact, established a way to do that? But of course, if your green movement is really about greening, you know that CO2 actually is a greening uh, atmospheric molecule or series of molecules, complex, compound, that plants need. Now, if, if, if I may be so bold to say where I would agree with people that are uh, environmentalists, if they had argued, as I've said, about toxic poisons, toxicology, let's argue toxicology and I'm on your side because that's the right argument. And then you say, okay, we don't like the toxic poisons it produces. Let's see what we can do to innovate and make it possible for those basic sources of energy that are abundant still in ways that we haven't tapped or reached to be utilized in a less toxic or completely non-toxic way. Wouldn't that be okay? Oh no, we can't have that because we need to have green energy. Well, here we are providing you that possibility and you want solar panels raping the earth of rare earth minerals. You want batteries that require the burning of coal. Or if you believe nuclear is clean until it goes disastrously wrong, of course, they can't produce enough energy to, 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 you know, get the cars plugged in that they want in California right now at certain times of the year. I don't think I'm saying anything you don't already know here, but I'm just once again imploring you to go past your dogma to say, hey, it's possible that there is an innate wisdom in humanity when freed up to explore these options, these innovations, they will manifest. And in fact, they are manifesting. The question is, when you see it before with your very eyes, will you remain in cognitive dissonance, dissonance, I shall say, and stick your fingers in your ear and go, la, 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 I don't want to hear it. Shut up. I don't want to know because I have an agenda of communism and socialism and collectivism. And if that's the case, of course, just say so. Don't claim to be an environmentalist. Just admit you're a commie. <laughs> you're a collectivist. And, and, and we can get along because we know who you are as opposed to the lies and deceptions about calling it all about global warming or climate change. Why aren't we talking toxicological issues there? Where, that's what I'm talking about. We can benefit. We can do really well with that. Great seeing my buddy, Kevin Tuttle at the uh, health freedom expo as well. Had a great time there and uh, spirit PR going strong there, Kev. We tried to get on this woman to do some quantum healing today, but apparently uh, the time zoning, uh, was messed up, even though Superdon. You she's going to reschedule. You connected with her early. How did that, how did that happen? I don't. Understand. She thought she was on at like th- three o'clock instead of like noon or something. I mean, she got her time zones mixed up, so she she thought she was on in like two hours rather than an hour ago. So, so it happens. It happens. So we'll get her rescheduled and get her on. Hmm. So listen, you were just talking about environmentalists. Yeah. Environmentalism. Yeah climate change, mm-hmm. saving the planet. Yeah, This is what has been behind the uh, fake meat thing that's been going on for a while now. And we've talked about this before, whether we're talking about the impossible meat or, or beyond meat. I think mm-hmm. beyond meat was the one uh, that's the, the GMO fake meat yeah. or something like that, right? Yeah. Well, they're not doing well. And, you know, a month ago we were talking about how there were problems going on with the impossible foods guys. They had mm-hmm. a bunch of layoffs and stuff. Well, apparently... Beyond Meat now is also failing. People are not eating it. Hmm. Uh, and they so they've had to cut 19% of their workforce. 
because people don't want to eat fake meat, right? Yeah. And I, I don't know. I mean, I know you weren't a, a fan of it. I wasn't a fan of it, um, especially if it's coming out of a lab. You know, it's like if I'm going to eat something, at least have it be something that is edible, right? Yeah. Not something you grew in a lab, you know, like Frankenstein and said, hey, look, it's meat. Trust me. Mm-hmm. And it's not. So, you know, I was I was looking at this stuff today and I was thinking, you know what? Um, there was another article that I saw where, and I, we, where is it here? I asked you about this this morning, actually, before we went uh, in studio. Yeah. Apparently, uh, somebody has come up with the idea of making burgers out of algae. Algae. Algae burgers. Algae burgers. Don't you live near where they have blue-green algae? Totally. Yeah, the Klamath Klamath? Lake here is the place where people go to get the super blue-green algae, which is is a superfood. Yeah, they want to take that turn into a burger? Um, Yeah, it's like this this, uh, algae. Apparently, they can consider making this into a burger. And so I was thinking, well, you know, somebody said, do you want Beyond Meat Hmm. or do you want an algae burger? I kind of know algae, right? You know, I mean, it's something that we've talked about on this show before. Yeah. Um, and it's it's a superfood. Yeah. And it's got a really, really amazing uh, nutritional profile. So would mm-hmm. I consider eating a burger made out of algae? It sounds kind of yucky, but I would be probably more likely to try that than I would one of these Impossible Burger things, you know, with the, with the GMO. Are they going to... You know what the, the whole thing about the Impossible Burger and things like that? What is it? Is to make it look and taste and feel like meat? Yeah. Do they? Can they? Are they claiming they can do that with algae? I don't. I don't know about that. Uh, now, now the, the whole it premise. Like you barfed it up. I, I just want to know. <laughs> it's green. Yeah. Um, a green burger. <laughs> um, the premise is, it's good for the planet. So we're going to save the planet mm-hmm. if you eat algae burgers. Uh, but then again, it's not, I mean, unless it, I don't think there's such a thing as GMO algae. The way that they're talking about it is that they, that you, you can harvest it very, uh, um, easily. Yeah. Versus if you're raising cows, you can grow algae, you can make it into burgers or whatever like that. I don't know. Personally, when I eat a burger, I want it to be a burger. I want to taste a burger. You know, I mean, it's, it's, I don't think they could make an algae burger that would yeah. fool anybody. I'm guessing. I don't know. Uh, but at the same time, algae is 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 considered a superfood. It is a good thing. There are people, I'm sure, that are in this audience that uh, have used uh, you know a nutritional supplements that are based on uh, you know phytoplankton mm-hmm. and algae and stuff. So I, I thought, you know what, just just to kind of switch gears on some of these really intense polls that I've been putting out lately, I thought mm-hmm. today's poll. Would you okay. consider eating a burger made out of marine microalgae? Hmm. Now, I know when I was talking to you earlier, um, yeah. correct me if I'm wrong, but I think Mrs. Robert Scott Bell what? said, oh, yeah, I, I might. I might eat a, an algae She'd consider, burger. well, if you yeah. know the nutritional content of, of uh, blue-green algae done right. I mean, listen, you put, you put spicy turmeric... Uh, uh, apple cider vinegar, apple cider ginger. vinegar, ginger stuff made your lips unravel around your skull. You know, so you know. Is that what it looked like uh, is is a, is an algae burger that far of a leap from something that you would be willing to put in your mouth if you're willing to do that. Dude, you know, it seems lately all you do 
from the producer's chair is trying to challenge me to drink things so that you will get to do a coffee <laughs> enema. So I just want to make sure Super Don is nervous that I'm considering is that you, his challenge. Is that you doing the, the PP therapy right That's there? That's the warm-up oh. for it. That's the oh, is it? Okay, yeah. I see. So some say if I could drink that, you could. I could drink. You could, ah, yeah. yeah. All right. Be very nervous, Super Don. Might Would I put a uh, an algae burger up? No, no, we're not doing the okay. Algae so, so anyway, this is the poll of the day. Would you yeah. consider eating a burger made, made of marine, marine microalgae? Okay. So we'll find out at the end of the show. All right. Yes, we'll find out. Pictures, no pictures, please. Uh, I know. There you are. Thank you for that. <laughs> Keep showing that. I love that picture. It's awesome. funny. I, I wish that I could see the sequence of it because it, it made sense when, when Sherry was talking about if you take this, this, and this, and then put it to that music as a reel or whatever they call it on Instagram. But again, she could figure out. I couldn't figure out. I don't know how to do this. We'll have to send it to Anna. I'll have to see if it's still up. If, I, if it is, I'll grab it. Yeah, because uh, it is funny. It is funny. All right. Did is you, it nap uh, time yet? Or did, you see, did you see what? that... Um, our buddy Bill Gates is uh, still out to save the world. What's Did he doing this? now? He's pledged $1.2 billion to aid global polio eradication. Oh, my gosh. Now, how do you suppose he's doing that? By giving people paralysis-inducing injections. Or oral we'll go drops. to support the Global Polio Eradication Initiative and scale up the use of the novel oral polio vaccine type 2. Mm-hmm. Now, isn't this the vaccine, or was it a different one, that was causing uh, outbreaks of polio? Yeah, but they'll probably say that was type one. This is type two. Oh, so this is the new. This is the thing. new and improved. It's actually, worse. But. Oral polio vaccine, which I still think people can get polio from. Mm -hmm. But remember, polio is not one thing. This is where I get into uh, some discussions with the the viral causation people. And, uh, you know, we don't, we look, I am willing to talk about all of this stuff. Believe me, I am. But I think it's more important to discuss that whatever you perceive or believe these jabs or drops are for polio, they do induce some horrible metabolic uh, things to occur that includes inducing paralysis like events. And maybe we can get do some more shows on the arguable uh, pathways of manifestation. But going back into the history of polio, we err when we say that there is one virus that causes it. That is absolute bonk, bonkers nonsense. You know, it's toxicological burdens that may manifest those things that they call viruses as uh, a result of cellular dysregulation, attempted a DNA repair, if you will. And even that, when we, when we talk with David Martin, and David Martin's uh, presentation, by the way, if you ever get to see him, and I will say this, do we, we have links to the Red Pill Expo. Folks, if you miss David Martin at the Health Freedom Expo, you'll have to wait until February for the virtual expo to see it. And I don't want you to wait that long. I'd love for you to plan on being at the Red Pill Expo November 12th and 13th at the Salt Palace Convention Center, Salt Lake City, because David Martin brings next-level presentations about the history of a whole lot of things. And every time you see him, it's another layer that he's revealing and releasing. So he's like a walking red pill, David Martin. He knows stuff, dude, and he's, re he's ready to reveal it. So, folks, if you've even considered going to a red pill expo, expo in the past and haven't done it, come to this one. Salt Lake City, November 12th and 13th, or watch the virtual version, which will be simulcast live. I'll be your 
humble and lovable host MC. And I'll be presenting as well as some others that will be talking. There'll be a great, great series of uh, lectures over the two days of uh, events there. So that's the Red Pill Expo coming up. Red Pill University. G. Edward Griffin, shout out to you, my brother. You are amazing. You are a living legend. And uh, I am grateful for you and all that you have done to inspire and open up the eyes of so many. So that's coming up. Red Pill Expo, November 12th and 13th. All right, what okay. else we got? Other announcements before we wrap up well, this? We got hour? some really questions here and some comments here in the chat room, real oh, quick. Oh, do we? Yeah, go bring so them. Love on. for Freedom wants to help you out with your apple cider vinegar concoction. Yeah, Love for Freedom has one that they think that uh, will work better. What is it? What's in it? I don't know. So you got to reveal what's. You can't just tell me. Oh, I'll have just, one that works. I know better. it's just a tease, huh? What's in it? Uh, yeah, I'll make. One uh, let's see here, Cecil, Cecil, Susie, Sousie. Yeah. yeah. Wants to know if you are the Robert Scott Bell, the kinesiologist. No, nah, I've never referred to myself as a kinesiologist. I don't know who's referring to me as such. There must be a kinesiologist out there named Robert Scott Bell. You know what? It's interesting. Um, I didn't know that my name, mine, it's not yours, but apparently there's some in academia with the name Robert Scott Bell. If you do a search for like PubMed mm-hmm. for articles by Robert Scott Bell, and I get notices of this all the time. Apparently, I'm a prolific scientific uh, publisher <laughs> with all the things. Like, and it's some interesting science, too, I have to say. And, yes, I have some egghead values in me. Uh, I've worked on electron microscopes when in, in high school. I've talked about that. I studied microbiology at the Hebrew University in Jerusalem. But, uh, look, I don't, I don't rest on those kinds of things. I try to utilize common sense beyond all of the science because sometimes science goes into weird places, especially with CRISPR technology. Just because you can gene edit doesn't mean you should. Do we have the wisdom of our creator to do all that which the creator has done to, to keep this place going? No, I think we do have the ability to destroy and kill ourselves, not necessarily the planet. You know, I talk about saving the planet. Let's talk about saving the people. How about how about keeping them warm and feeding them with some good organic non-GMO stuff? But the reality of a population explosion is due to what? The use of oil. That's another thing we've talked about over the years with Liam Sheff, no longer with us. But check out his book, Official Story. Still amazing after all these years. All right, what else you see here in the all chat? All right, real quick over yeah. to the chat room at robertscottbell.com. Uh, yeah. Steven says, algae burgers sounds better than bug burgers. Yeah. I would agree with that. Yeah. Did he say butt burgers? No, bug. Bug, bug burgers. Bug Either way, burgers. that's yeah, that's yes. yuck, right? Uh, uh, Chris uh, Steiner, Amy's and Hillary's brands of veggie burgers are pretty good, though some need some dry. I've never, you know, I just, whatever. For whatever reason, I just don't do veggie burgers. Yeah. Um. Let's see here. What do we got here? Bolden, Bolden says, I'll make algae burgers when you guys visit. Now, Bolden would go, and you know what? That doesn't surprise well, me. He would I could see that, Bol- yeah. Bolden would be, I would be an algae burger guy. You better not be scraping it from the bathroom or like the tub. That's not the kind of algae Norman says the problem. algae would, would be critically changed once it's fried like a burger in its natural state. It would be fine. So we need it. It have to be raw. Norman's good be point. Raw algae, be raw algae burgers. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Point. Chris says, algae is far to make EFA and cooking oil products. Mm-hmm. Kathy, now I think this is going back to the uh, the uh, uh, thing we were talking about, the challenge there that I gave oh, you. Oh, all right. So, no, this is a, a rule change that Kathy's I promoting. I don't know. She says rule just change. add orange orange juice yeah. to your, quote, specimen, and you'll uh, never know the difference. See, I should have done that. I had a freshly squeezed orange juice at breakfast the other okay, day. Okay, but with, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Right. So, if I got to do the other thing, yeah. then what's my shortcut? You get to add cream and sugar to yours. 
That's not the same. <laughs> That's not fair. I'm trying to figure it out, man. Rule change. The challenge to Superdog uh, to get him to do a coffee enema. What will it know. take? Kevin's calling for a Red Pill Expo bowling party. We, yeah, we went bowling last time he was in the area, so that'd be fun, too. Um, did you say you did go bowling before or never? Me? Yeah. Oh, I've been bowling before, yeah. Are you good I'm at not it? a great bowler, but I, it's fun. I like to do it. You know what but don't ever count on me uh, on your team. I of mean, all the questions we could ask Dr. Robert O. Young, is is he a good bowler? That's does a, he like to bowl? Yeah. yeah, we'll check him. It's been a while. I'm really excited to have him back on the program. It's been so many years, and there's so much going on. He's been doing so it's much It's been good so work, long, you know? he doesn't remember being on the show. I, know, I asked possible. him, I said, have you ever been on the show? And he's like, you know I don't what? think so. I have a memory of it, but of course, because even when he's not here, we've talked about him and his findings, things we've revealed, done things. So maybe it's an illusion that I have. But I'll ask okay. my wife to look in the database. Is he, is he ever officially okay. appeared on the Robert Scott Bell Show? If not, this will be an amazing event, and y'all are here for it. Second hour of the show begins in just a moment, and uh, Dr. Robert O. Young is scheduled. And he's actually on time, not like our guest from England who can't do time zones. <laughs> so we're excited about that as well. Y'all, thanks for being here. Sign up uh, for the email that Superdon sends out. These are newsletters. They're daily newsletters, except for one day a week. I think he takes his day off. And you can text my initials, RSB, to 22828. Text RSB to the number 22828. And then you'll immediately be prompted to give us your email and you'll be in. And you'll get also the poll questions of the day and upcoming events and special offers and deals. And a shout out, including to our friends at Nutritional Frontiers, who have a bunch of great events. And occasionally I'm invited to do them too, which I love to do. So thank you for that. Shout out to Jamie Dorley and the, and the family there. Once again, thanks to uh, Trinity School of Natural Health and Julie Whitman Klein for the wonderful health freedom expo stand by we got dr robert o young scheduled to join us in hour two of the robert scott bell show where i remind you that the power to heal is yours Robert Scott the Bell Robert Show. Scott Bell Show. All right. This hour on the Robert Scott Bell Show, Robert O. Young, Dr. Young is going to join us momentarily. Uh, I mentioned briefly at the end of, of last hour about this uh, CRISPR technology. Of course, we've had uh, Jeffrey Smith on uh, many times over the years talking about all manner of dangers related to genetic modified organisms, genetically modified. And yet, early years, they didn't have this CRISPR technology. Like, be buy your child a little home science kit. You can buy that now and bring it home and start modifying the genes of plants and animals around you, maybe from you. And the question is, when you unleash those things into the world, is it self-correctable? Is there enough to correct it? Or do you create something that becomes the Mary Shelley Frankenstein monster of microbiology and destroys much of life on planet Earth until we adapt and figure out a way to bring that back under control? Just because we can do something like modified genes, should we? Is it wise? Are we incredibly stupid species that would be willing to do that and unleash, what is it, like a, a Michael Crichton novel where nature always finds a way, but man's arrogance is set up to destroy himself, not the planet we're on. So check out this article in the Defender, exclusive CRISPR technology is a recipe for disaster, not a solution for world hunger. And of course, maniacs like Bill Gates, the World Economic Forum there, and Silicon Valley investors, they tout this CRISPR gene editing technology as the solution for global food security. 
But you know what the solution for global food security is? Is your individual food security. It's grow food. Grow food now. Grow food. Make a greenhouse. Grow food. Store food. And therein lies the Sam Kinison effect on the Robert Scott Bell Show. And remember that uh, commentary he had on feeding people in the desert? Say, like, stop bringing them food. Bring them U-Hauls. Tell them to pack up and come with us because food doesn't grow in that desert. Now, interestingly enough, with the technology we've described about re- reclaiming the tar sands where nothing can grow all that well and leaving pristine environments for growing, et cetera, we have the ability to do much better than Bill Gates and WEF. They want to enslave you. They don't want to free you. They don't want to feed you. They want to limit your experience. And for those of you still alive, they want to make you permanent required mandatory customers of their evil products injected, ingested, however they can get it in you until you're done here. Then they've reduced the population of planet Earth to a few cobblers to make their shoes, a few seamstresses to make their clothes. And I don't know what other few things that they want, the luxuries that they want, they don't want you to have access to. Stop playing along with their games and stop waiting for the government to give you permission to be free. Live it now because it is your birthright. And that is something that comes from your creator. All right. With that, let's uh, take a pause here from uh, all these myriad of topics, including anything that Robert O. Young wants to talk about, including CRISPR technology. I'm, I'm game for that. Uh, well, I'd like to say welcome back to the Robert Scott Bell Show. I haven't heard back from my wife on the database to see if it's a welcome back or it's welcome for the first time. Dr. Robert O. Young. Hey, you got a great name, Robert. <laughs> we got. Yeah, we share a decent name, don't we? It's good to have you on. Good that's, to see you. That's wonderful. Yeah. Sorry about that. No I worries. To... No worries. We're we're on now. And uh, we have you linked up as well in the show notes at robertscatbell.com. Go to drrobertyoung.com and it's linked mm-hmm. up. And there's even a, a give, send, go. You're looking to do what we call um, science by, I guess, free participation. You know, it's almost the democratization of science rather than having it controlled by some elite scumbags at the NIAID saying, hey, you know what? If you're interested in my research, Send it, support it, and we can start doing some things that you might find interesting. I find that approach to be much more refreshing than stealing from the taxpayers and then robbing them blind when they put products out that kill them and force them to uh, go for more dangerous substances that will never cure them. Mm-hmm. I, I, I agree with that. And and uh, uh, this this was warned, uh, to, uh, at least to some some groups of people and that was the big argument that was going on with louis pasteur and 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 Deschamps. and Deschamps. and 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 the argument was the is just the basic understanding that anytime you introduce foreign matter uh foreign matter specifically uh genetic matter into the body you risk altering uh your original conception mm-hmm. uh, you, you risk uh, you know uh, changes to take place so when and that's why you know one of the reasons not the reason but you know that I decided in 1971 uh, when I was in London uh, to just stop eating chickens you know stop eating eggs stop eating beef and pork and of course I you know, I, I was raised in a family where we didn't eat pork, mm-hmm. and so that wasn't really something that I that I in, enjoyed. Other than the the smell was kind of interesting, but you know, so I 
I've been a vegan now <clears throat> for close to uh, 50 plus years and uh, <clears throat> didn't start out that way because our family would have, would have uh, uh, beef or some chicken, you know, you know, once a week. But yeah. other than that, uh, you know, it's a personal choice. I, I get that. Mm -hmm. and, and that's the choice that I've made, <clears throat> yeah. regardless of my blood type, which is type O. Yeah, you're still here, and if we go to the, uh, the 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 blood type diet, they say, oh, should be eating meat. And I and, and when I've interviewed Diadamo, he said, you know, because people would freak out that we're vegan and we're oh, and he and he's like, look, if you're doing well on a vegan diet, he was pragmatic ultimately. He said, look, keep doing it, and if something's not working, just look at what I've written. I'm like, okay, I can live with that. And and to your point too, uh, on the choice of a diet, because we're about freedom here fundamentally. I'm about pragmatism. If if something's working for you, great. If it stops working for you, start looking at some other options. And yet over the years of all the controversies we've discussed on this show, the most controversial wasn't vaccines. It's not even talk of religion and spirituality. The most con and even politics less controversial than diet. I mean people are so attached that sometimes they cannot see. Look at you. You've been vegan for how you said half a century? 50 yeah, years? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Over, so over according years. to the meat eaters, you should be dead. And of course, the, you know, according to the vegans as someone who's been a meat eater for 50 years should be dead. And it's like, hold on. How about bioindividuality? How about the utilization of the things that the body is being given and the transmutation of food from various different things? Um, again, I know, you know, body chemistry and pH levels as well as anybody on the planet. But at the same time, there's something called I would hesitate to call it alchemy. But in a sense that we are spiritual beings interacting within a physical body, and there's a myriad of ways to, 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 to live through this life that seem to defy the rules that we say, well, this is the only way to do it. Yeah, well, I mean, I agree with everything that you're, you're, you're saying, and, and, and that's why when I wrote the book, uh, One Sickness, One Disease, and a follow-up book, which was Sick and Tired, and a follow-up book, which is called The PH Miracle, mm -hmm. the basic concept there was that you want to eat the kinds of foods that are most like looking at the the structures of of blood uh particularly the the erythroblast which is a which is a, a precursor stem cell before the the erythrocyte which is the red blood cell is how do you build healthy blood uh, if it's true blood is the most important and organ in the human body and the red blood cell, uh, a non-nucleated cell that can transfer cell. And what that means is that your blood can become, becomes bone, it becomes muscle, it becomes skin. And so the quality of the blood uh, really comes down to what you eat <clears throat> and what you drink. And that's really 90% of it. So the question then is, is, uh, away from the food is what kind of lifestyle, what kind of water, what kind of food mm -hmm. will help build healthy yes. blood. And I, I, I ended up, uh, I used to call it Daniel's diet uh, out of chapter one, you know, where he, he, he uh, refused the King's meat and, and refused the King's wine and said, bring me pulse and water. And of course, we could debate what pulse is, but uh, I think the Hebrew translation of that word would, would probably reveal that which comes from seed. Mm -hmm. And uh, and so I used to call it the Daniel's diet. And I don't mean to plagiarize Daniel, but I mean, he, 
he he actually uh, he was declared the smartest and the white or the wisest and the strongest man in the land. And of course, uh, that was pretty impressive. And and it wasn't a you know when he was imprisoned to the lions and when he said this to the guards, prove me here uh, wherein that if I uh, am not stronger in seven days, you know, than those that are eating the king's meat and drinking the king's wine, then I'll go ahead and go with that. And, and of course, you know, when they're feeding humans to, to animals, you know, yeah. they want to fatten them up. And of course, meat, uh, the meat doesn't fatten you. What it does is it, it, it has four basic acidic products to it uh, when the flesh is breaking down. And those products, besides the anatomical or the genetic matter that breaks down, that can also be problematic to your own body mm-hmm. creation when it's building stem cells, uh, is uh, four acids, citric, uh, excuse me, uric acid, mm-hmm. uh, phosphoric, sulfuric acid, and... Uh, the last one is nitric acid or uric. I said uric. Yeah, uric. Uric, phosphoric, yeah. These are the main acids uh, mm-hmm. that the body has to deal with. And what happens, you know, from a, philos- uh, from a physiological point is that the body has to give up a double dose of alkalinity in order to neutralize. Yeah, a acids. lot of minerals are utilized in that process. Uh, and you know, as a, as a homeopath many years ago, I started learning about, again, the history of Hahnemann in his latter years, as he moved from uh, Germany among the peasants there to the high society of Paris in his latter years. Uh, and he would, you know, see these chronically ill people due to excess consumption, if you will, whether it be animal proteins or alcohol, other things that would stress the liver. And that's where he began to use sort of detoxifying support remedies, sometimes in combination that he never had to use in that way among the German peasants eating Mm -hmm. as the food was grown and working hard in the land as opposed to being sedentary. Uh, So that that kind of history of that thing, that's why it always concerns me for those that do eat a high protein animal diet, that they got to take extra care to what you're saying to address, you know, this is the metabolic response and if you know how to navigate it, you might succeed because your body type is different. Everybody's different. But over time, if you don't take that into consideration, there can be deleterious actions on the body that uh, you go, oh, what happened? I was doing so great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you look at the primary molecule of blood, it's hem- uh, hemoglobin. If you look at the primary uh, molecule of plant cells, it's chlorophyll. And uh, chlorophyll is a light carrier. And that light is converted through photosynthesis uh, and transformed into actual, you know, matter. So if you look at the molecular structure, you can see that the chlorophyll molecule is identical to the hemoglobin molecule, other than the center is magnesium and and, uh, uh, hemoglobin is is iron. And yet, uh, you know, I many years ago developed, you know, what is called nuclear or atomic transformation and tried to explain through that process how elements like sodium become magnesium when you're looking at their the, the number of neutrons and protons. When they take on an extra hydrogen proton, they become magnesium. And so you can have certain elements in a plant 
And yet those are converted into other elements of which the body needs. And uh, that, that's Nate. I'm sorry. Nature's alchemical processes. And, yeah. And I think that's fascinating and not discussed enough out there. They're like, well, that's fantasy. That's not real. No, that is actually what happens. Uh, and it's quite extraordinary. But how does that change our view of, of reality, per se, of matter, in a sense, don't, when that can change like that? Well, I think it changes, particularly when we're dealing with 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 a uh, mineral like uh, sodium and sodium, which which actually has and this may be too much science for people. But if, if you if you look it up on the uh, on the periodic table, it shows that it has uh, 11 protons within its nucleus. So it's mm-hmm. on the periodic table is is number 11. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> I mean, so, well, how does how does the body if you're taking in that salt? You know, is that is is it potentially possible that that salt can increase your pass, potassium levels? And so, well, the answer to that question is yes, because oxygen, you know, the element oxygen has eight protons, and when it shares it with sodium, it becomes potassium, hmm. which is nineteen on the periodic scale. And so, the body has the ability to receive. <clears throat> You know, or give up. Hydrogen will give up its elect, or its proton. Mm-hmm. Hydrogen has one proton. It'll give up, and it allows that to become other elements as it it, it yeah. is received by other elements. And that's that's what what uh, I I call you know uh, nuclear or atomic transformation that takes place at mm-hmm. at, at body temperature. So transformation happens. Uh, Dr. Robert O. Young, this occurs to me that as we look at, let's say, the periodic table of elements, I look at it as almost a two-dimensional flat thing with their description and how they've labeled it. I think one day we'll look back and we'll say, just like DNA being only two strands, right, a double helix, which I think is mm-hmm. is completely a corruption of reality and altered our consciousness down to the almost of a rock, uh, that as we uh, transform, I love the word transformation, uh, that we'll see that this periodic table of elements, if, if we didn't get it all wrong, we only saw one sliver of the reality of, you know, the chemical processes moving into this alchemical concept, some mm-hmm. of the transformation that you're discussing. Yeah, a- absolutely. A- a- and that's one of the elements in making blood under a program, which I call cow's program, which is, I, I mentioned chlorophyll. So chlorophyll, oil, water, and salt, those are the two, the four major ingredients in building the stem cells of blood, which are called erythroblasts. And, and so when you cut out, you know, you know, green foods, if you if you're minimizing your salt levels and salt is so critical for a lot of different reasons, because it's it is actually the if you were to convert, if I in fact, I've done this, converted the, the periodic table from a table to an inverted pyramid and from salt, all other elements are actually born, born out of transformed to it based on what the body needs. And so this idea of limiting your salt or, you know, from a medical perspective is, is really dangerous because what should be eliminated, which basically destroys the, 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 the purity and cleanliness and alkalinity of the body oceans uh, particularly the interstitial fluids and then the vascular fluids, is the deficiency in sodium and the increase of sugar, uh, which uh, just poisons the blood 
and doesn't mm -hmm. provide a, a conduit to where electrons can be transported. Mm -hmm. So if you have to go to the emergency room, God forbid, you know, they're not going to hook, hook you up to an IV of glucose. They're going to hit hook you up to a, an IV of 1% uh, saline solution of, mm -hmm. uh, of sodium chloride. And, um, here again, these, the, the sodium ion, the chloride ion, these are all necessary for, for keeping what I suggest, mm -hmm. salt, keeping your soul connected to your physical body. Once you take salt out of your diet, you, you begin the process of disconnection. Mm -hmm. You begin the process of dying. Robert, I'm, I know you've said this a million times, but uh, the concept of taking, a, a, let's say, a naturally occurring salt, whether it be from ocean or ancient beds, uh, Himalayan or otherwise, uh, with a multitude of, of trace elements all found together in various mm -hmm. amounts, and then taking out all of those minerals and leaving only the sodium and chloride in terms of uh, interaction with that as a different, uh, as an interaction with forms that contain, uh, again, the myriad of elements in that regard. How would you describe uh, the danger or corruption or no change, no shift at all to consider or concern yourself with? No, I think, I think it is, and, and particularly... <clears throat> As we've learned more from uh, nanotechnology, it's not about how much, it's how small. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's true with colloidal chemistry. It's not about 3,000 parts per million or, you know, it, or 50 parts per million. It's about size. Mm -hmm. you know, it's about 10 parts per million at a, a size that, that can freely pass through all the barriers that, that cells that make up our organs and glands. So, right. Well, silver is is more. In fact, people will say, "Well, it's an anti, a pseudo antibiotic," which it really is. What it is is it, it provides a conduit for the transport of energy to specific areas of the body, and so silver uh, can transform, you know, an environment that can then transform, let's say, something that has uh, that has actually evolved out of the cell itself endogenously into bacteria. In 1994, you know, I demonstrated that at the cellular level, showing how body cells, including blood, mm -hmm. transform out into a bacillus-type bacteria like anthrax. So somebody said, well, what about anthrax? Mm -hmm. You know, what about streptococcus? Well, these are all born within us. Correct. It, yes. it, it's it's an yeah. what I call an outfection condition. <laughs> yes. So so germs are symptoms, and they do not cause infection. Mm -hmm. You know, they go. can contribute to a polluted environment, but they sure. can't. They can't make you sick. In and of themselves, no, they're not the cause of disease. They're the result of disease. You're right. Uh, I want to talk to you as well today, if you have time. Uh, about sure. the electron microscope images, uh, the graphene oxide, graphene hydroxide, different things that we're seeing may be present and long before even the COVID jabs and and how it's altering the way our, our bodies interact with wireless signaling technologies as well. The concerns I have for that, a lot of us here do. Uh, I want to get to that. And by the way, here I got the, the, uh, the word from on high, my wife, she checked the database Go back into your memory banks to February the 13th, 2013. Dr. Robert <laughs> O. Young on the Robert Scott Bell Show, pH and diabetes was our discussion that day. Yeah. Right around, uh, I guess that was right around Valentine's Day, 2013. Well, I, that uh, that's a, that is something that I, you know, 
really is close to my heart uh, as it relates to that particular subject mm -hmm. because you know I have been able to successfully reverse type 1 diabetes not by treating it as a disease but treating that as a condition of an environment that once altered back to normal mm -hmm. will actually and strengthening the cells and the way that they function is 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 a cure for diabetes now medical science in fact i i called the president of the the, uh, the american diabetes association who at that time had a and i have a book on it. it's called the ph miracle for diabetes reversing type 1 and type 2 diabetes and i asked him you know if you know because i was uh, i was going to a conference in vegas uh, and the association was going to be there. Uh, and that's another story that I can share quickly. But he was not interested in any cures or any potential cures for diabetes, even when he, his own, one of his sons was uh, a diabetic who had just received an implant, you know, to be able to monitor blood sugars throughout the day and, 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 and that was a scientific breakthrough. But I asked him, I, I said, well, what if he could actually be free of, of these injections and free of this condition? And he's, he, he just got angry. He got upset. And then, so he, he, I could feel he wanted to hang up on me, but no, he, he wasn't. So anyway, I went to the, the meeting in, in Vegas and, and I spoke after the regional representative for the Diabetes Association. And he, he after, and then I spoke and he, he whispered over to me. He said, you know, I want to thank you for the information you shared. If I share this information with my group, I will lose my job. Hmm. And this is what's going on. And we're experiencing this with COVID. Yeah, if certainly. we give if we give people the treatment which is which is restorative which is healing which is nature not unnatural but it's nature god given you know doctors have lost their job nurses have lost their jobs you know and but and they, regain, they regain their connection to the divine if they uh, somehow do not participate in, in such, uh, you know, dare I say evil, which is the disconnection from our divinity, you know, separation in that way by what they're doing for, you know, pretending they can poison the body back to health or inject synthetic mRNA and alter DNA protein synthesis. I mean, in, in our horrific ways, uh, I think there's something more important than a job. I know that's hard to say for people that are hungry without a job, but recognize we're talking about eternal salvation concepts rather than just worried about where am I to get my next paycheck. And I'm, and I'm not saying I'm not not compassionate for people that are trapped in a situation that they didn't know that they were in. But at the moment you wake up and realize you're in it, are we not obligated to do better? Or do we just now put our heads down and pretend nothing, nothing's going wrong? Yeah. Well, I, I mean, for me, it, it's about dignity. It's about honesty. It's, it, it, it's not about, you know, protecting corporate profits or, you know, following a protocol that's injuring people. No, it's about telling the truth. It's about really following 
you know, the laws of nature, following the laws of God, which had been outlined. And, and that's all that the children of Israel needed to do that were wandering in the wilderness is just follow, you know, Moses and, yeah. and his, and his advice, but they wouldn't do it. And they, they wouldn't eat the, you know, the manna for heaven. And they, they wanted their meat yeah. and they all died in the wilderness wandering. And this is where disease comes from. When you start introducing foreign anatomical elements that Antoine Béchamp called the microzyma, mm -hmm. and he documented that in the late 18, showing you know, the ability of cells to be able to transform and literally become, go from a healthy state to an unhealthy state. Mm. And you know, sitting at the university there, you know, at the medical library and in tears, you know, seeing that by his own hand, the drawings of these changes that took place. I can, you know, and now we have the technology of CRISPR, you know, to be able to transform that uh, directly. But this is, but we do it also with what we eat and what we drink. Sure. We can, you can do it with your thoughts. Yeah, absolutely. I was just thinking, and I've thought this many times, had we paid attention to Antoine Béchamp, we would not recognize the human species compared to what we are, have become today. Uh, it would be a completely different transformation. There wouldn't be no big pharma in a, a, a terrain view of the world. Uh, there might be, you know, allopathic medicine, which has been been there for, um, you know, warfare type in, in triaging, right? A bullet to to the body or a hit and hit by a bus, that kind of thing. Um, there's skill in surgery in those scenarios, but even um, I would argue there's transformation in, even in belief in such circumstances that are beyond belief right now because we've been programmed out of a belief of the divine and of the miracles that we would say are impossible because we don't have a rational reductionist explanation for, as opposed to looking deeper into the heart of creation, which is energy first and uh, all material, you know, manifest through these energies. And of course, minerals play a role in that and that transmutation aspect. But uh, I love having this discussion, uh, Dr. Young, and I hope everybody digs it as much as we do, but stand by. I want to say something about the toxicological burdens that people are going through manifesting as disease and then even opportunistic infections endogenously created or maybe they're already and suddenly they become problematic we cannot poison ourselves back to health and if you are growing food or if you are eating food that others have grown be sure that they're not using synthetic toxic poisons pesticides endocrine disruptors etc etc and this is why i appreciate so much uh orange guard delimiting from the orange peel distilled from the orange peel utilized in this orange guard formula you can spray it around the house or in the house around your garden it's only listed certified uh, for organic agriculture you're not going to kill your pets or your kids it, and uh, it's just a wonderful opportunity to switch over as you're go getting colder in the northern hemisphere you might see more bug action inside as you're spending more time indoors or they're trying to hide from the cold safely address those things without harming yourself or others uh, other than the little roaches and ants and aphids, if you don't want them around. OrangeGuard.com, you can get it at uh, your local Ace Hardware, Whole Foods, or directly by going to OrangeGuard.com. I want to let you know also for, for our patron supporters, God bless you. Thank you so much for your support of this show. Our next AMA, which we do by Zoom so we can see each other. It's a great community helping one another out. And that will be super done. Did we, did we settle on a Tuesday evening uh, later this month in October? I can't remember the date as I look at these, the calendar here. Maybe it'll appear on uh, this month's calendar. 
our AMA. Looks like it's the 25th, Tuesday the 25th? Tuesday, yes. Yeah, so a 5 p.m. Mountain, 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern time, our next AMA. So you have an opportunity to sign up, and you get all kinds of access to wonderful things, including the 12-hour or so seminar, webinar online, before there were online webinars, John Rappaport and I recorded on Vaccines Armed and Dangerous. And still, you'll be amazed at the things we revealed all those years ago, still just as valid as the day we recorded it. Things like that that are no longer available elsewhere. Please uh, uh, access those by becoming a patron supporter of the Robert Scott Bell Show. And if you'd like to support Dr. Robert O. Young, there's a Give, Send, Go uh, campaign. Uh, We've got that linked up in the show notes at robertscottbell.com. Uh, if you enjoy the scientific uh, research and the direction that he's going, which I think is pretty profound, uh, you can elect to say, hey, you know what? I'll support you with my dollars. And I think that's the way science could be conducted. You can make it a, a point to say, this is what I'm doing. Do you think this would be good? And if so, you support it, as opposed to the way it's done now with the theft by taxation or printing of money that diminishes your purchasing power, everything you think you're earning. And that ends up going into NIAID controlled gain of function studies, if not through the United States domestically, then through China, or as we just covered, uh, Boston University uh, with their claim of uh, something even more deadly. But, oh, it's not gain of function, so it's okay. Anyway, Dr. Robert O. Young, uh, if you don't mind, we can talk about some of your findings under electron microscope, what you're seeing in either the the jabs contents themselves because they don't seem to want to reveal what's actually in them you have to dig deep into patents and other things to maybe find out but i don't even know if they're going to be on the ingredient list of those that they claim are fully licensed and approved by the fda like comirnaty and spikebacks which they're about to vote to put on the childhood recommended schedule so they can get liability shield protection under the national vaccine injury compensation program well, they have to look uh, within the patent itself. It's called the patent within the patents. Uh, there's there's uh, genetic sequencing IDs numbered uh, 1 through 100. I just finished a, a research uh, article that's at drrobertyoung.com. Uh, uh, Dr. Ariana Love and myself uh, uh validating, you know, the, the actual patents and, and the patents within the patents, showing the sequencings of these uh, 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 genetic, g- genetically modified proteins, nucleic acids, as well as them being the, the vector or the, the transporter of specific uh, uh, parasites. Uh, and they're all malarian-type parasites. Mm-hmm. Uh, that uh, is the article here, mega bombs, GMO, uh, genetically modified parasites mm-hmm. uh, are the vectors for this uh, genetic material. Uh, and, and so that introduces foreign anatomical elements, the precursors to our genetic, that can alter who we are, making us transhuman. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's a transvection uh, to transhuman uh, via the um, uh, the 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 actual vector, which are are deliver, you know, the graphene to deliver mm-hmm. the uh, ferric oxide mm-hmm. uh, and to deliver the parasites, which is why we're seeing such a, an excessive increase in injuries and deaths related to the Trypanosoma crusade parasite. Uh, and and the disease which they're calling 
you know, whatever by, by name, uh, you know, an association to uh, co- uh, coronavirus or COVID mm-hmm. uh, is, is actually uh, the symptoms of, of Chagas, which is uh, parasite infestation, mm-hmm. uh, which is, which is within the patents. So, mm-hmm. so what through, through electron uh, scanning and transmission electron microscopy, and also using the methodology of, uh, uh, bright field phase contrast and dark field microscopy, uh, looking at the vials uh, under a microscope, under a scanning and a transmission microscope, and then identifying its le- electron signature with directed energy spectroscopy. Uh, and of course, we add fluorescence in there, and you can pick up the, lucif- the luciferase. The yeah. Yeah, which has a, a patent of. 666 060606 uh wait a minute i think that's the mark of the beast mm-hmm. anyway uh that they're delivering it. and what has happened is um this so-called and i say so-called uh novel coronavirus which has never been uh isolated through Koch or rivers postulates uh which is a purification process to isolate this particular virus, uh, this novel virus that they're claiming uh, was found uh, just at the turn of the century, uh, I, I, there's no one anywhere in the world uh, in any lab that that has any evidence uh, that has done any work that that shows uh, the the efficacy or or the validity of of the existence of this particular virus, and that's that's really a pet peeve for me because. You know, I've lost uh, family members uh, who won't listen. Uh, one who was very dear to me uh, in 1985, uh, which is a, you know a special year. It's also the year that uh, that the book uh, in, in "Inventing the AIDS Virus" came out by Duisburg, mm-hmm. uh, who's a professor at the University of California, Berkeley. Who we've interviewed here many times over the years. And I mean, he was per- he's he was persecuted. I've been persecuted. Uh, you know, it's, it, yes, he's a targeted. Luke Montaner uh, mm-hmm. is also an acquaintance, you know, and, and, and he, of course, passed away. Yeah, we interviewed him as well. And these are, you know, extraordinary uh, scientific minds that did not fall over to consensus fully. Of course, Montagnier had initially at least uh, bought some to some degree or else they programmed him into it. Uh, but he the, the more he did later in life, the more I respected, grew to respect that man as well. Uh, and I just want to pause and go back to something else you had said when we were talking about the parasitology, if you will, of COVID. Uh-huh. Yes. That would strengthen your perspective, even for those that don't understand all the science or even the images that you see. The two most successful treatments for what they called COVID happened to be what? Two antiparasitic drugs. One, a classic hydroxychloroquine, which is anti-malarial initially and has been used as an, uh, an anti-parasitic. And then this newer ivermectin. And, you know, I, I said also over the course of time, um, you know, the role of copper being a potent antiparasitic, in addition to other mineral benefits that copper has that we've depleted by a lot of zinc and vitamin C, for instance. Uh, that's another aspect that could be of benefit. Uh, and that's just, I don't mean to be a monolith in the approach of looking at copper as something too, but it's all related. But seeing those drugs may successful and that they're anti-parasitic, that should give everybody pause to say, hey, why would they work if this is a quote unquote virus? 
for instance, or virus. Well, yeah, it's a, and and that's that's the bomb. The mega bomb is is we're dealing with with uh, with a, a parasite infestation of the eggs that are being delivered in the 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 nano uh, lipid capsid uh, that's then being directed specifically, and it, it it's basically a birth for for females. It's it's a, it's it's a birth more than a birth control pill. It literally destroys the reproductive system. These parasites destroy it. If you are pregnant uh, and you've had the shot, and hopefully it didn't contain these contents, because the first inoculation, based on our vial, uh, is you have a five percent chance of receiving the graphene ferric oxide with the parasites. The odds go up to 25% with the second inoculation. And then with the boosters, it jumped to 50 and then 75 to 80% uh, with the fourth one. So if you're mm -hmm. fully inoculated, you're seeing what happens to fully inoculated people, mm -hmm. uh, you know, sooner well, or later as these, 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 and you need to see the video. When you see these, these uh, parasites that inhabit the red blood cells mm -hmm. and reproduce and then literally explode out of that, that protection, literally exploding out of the red blood cells. This is what's attacking the heart. Myocarditis is not a condition of coronavirus. Myocarditis, well, it's the symptom of, of the damage caused by, you know. By the inoculation that contains the parasites that is affecting this. And Now, are these what we call lack of a better way, because we talked about transhumanism, is there transparasitism? I mean, in other well, words, these are genetically modified parasites. Right. Yeah. And, and, and our, and our friend Gates, uh, he's, he's, uh, he's developed and has a company that's doing uh, uh, genetically modified mosquitoes. And, and the mosquitoes of course are also Vectors the vector delivery. for yeah. delivering the yeah. parasites of course, and the graphene. Dr. Young, what would you say uh, is the, well, what would you conclude is the reason for, and this is likely to happen tomorrow with the ACIP meeting, the vote at the CDC to add Comirnaty and Spike Vax. I don't know if they've got others on the, at the ready as far as versions of their COVID vaccines, which are not vaccines, but to approve them. So, of course, they get liability shield protection, but that means they'll be on the schedule to give the kids knowing what we know, what you know, in terms of damage to uh, fertility. I mean, I said that the only conclusion I could come to is that they want us infertile and or dead. And, and it's like, what else can you conclude by doing this? It's not like this information is not out there. No, if you read any research in the last, you know, you know, 20, 30 years in the toxicology research on graphene and ferric oxide, if you read about uh, trypanosoma parasites and, uh, you know, the toxoplasma parasites, which I see in the vaccinated, but now I'm seeing it in the non-vaccinated. And the reason for that is because of these other vectors, the tick vector, the mosquito vector, you know, the, the aerosol ve vector. So they're using different means. They're putting it in our clothing. They've added it to condoms. They're putting it in our water. You can't trust anything anything coming out of the mouth of the CDC. They have, they have been funded by bad actors and Luciferians, and their objective is to reduce the serpent 
even their leader, Henry Kissinger, and Klaus has said, Schwab, has said their objective is to reduce the surplus population of useless mm. eaters. Yeah. I mean, that's not hidden either. That's the point. They're doing this right out in the open. There's no subtlety to it anymore. The only thing is mind control that they have in terms of mainstream media control of the masses that they, even though it's right there in front of, you know, either they're living officially in a state of cognitive dissonance or they really are just programmed not to be able to see what they're not allowed or supposed to see. And for some, it's those that learn that they're paid not to see it. And, you know, that's where I call that the criminal element of, of the scientific and medical community uh, when they are paid not to see it. And clearly, uh, conflicts of interest are, uh, you know, very rich, so to speak. But I think that the riches that they'll get are going to be a lot hotter than they imagine. Yeah, there should be no approvals for any vaccine. It's it's based on a false pr principle, and that is germs or viruses cause disease. And that's just scientism. There's no scientific proof of it. Uh, when we understand that, yes, there are particulates in the air that come from animal, plant, or human, that it can go airborne and you can bring that into your bodies. But here again, our defensive system, if it can get past the stomach, I mean, or if it can get past the, the barriers of the lungs, here again, the body has a system to deal with that. These contributing factors, you can see by managing and maintaining its alkaline design. And, and, and the interesting thing and the connection that we have with the ocean is that the energy of the ocean, and I'm talking about, is, I'm talking about uh, around negative 80 millivolts, is identical to the human energy at negative 80 millivolts. And the specific fluid, which is a body ocean, is the interstitial fluid. Mm -hmm. And the pH of those fluids, the ocean is at eight, ideally at 8.4. It's dropping, and, and that's concerning, and we're losing many species of, uh, of marine life because of this. And of course the algaes, uh, you know, the coral reefs are being destroyed because of this increased acidosis on, it's called acid rain. Mm -hmm. uh, the increased acid rain or acidosis the ocean absorbs and has to deal with. So when you're understand, when you understand that the ocean at 8.4 pH negative uh, 80 millivolts and your interstitial fluids that surround every cell of the body. Think of your, think of your cells that make up your organs and glands as, as, as a, as a fish. And, and the, the environment is an ocean 8.4 at negative 80 millivolts. Now you can't go to your doctor and ask for some sort of interstitial chemistry because they don't, understand the biochemistry of the interstitial fluids. They understand the biochemistry of the vascular fluids. But the vascular fluids, when we're taking the whole construct or we're taking the whole body of water, it, the vascular fluids only represents 10% of your total body fluids. And now we have this great ocean called the interstitial fluid, you know, and it, it literally is the depository, the ocean for cellular waste, for, for, for circulatory waste from the blood. And that waste is deposited in the lymphatic system to be emptied out through uh, the, the four or five channels of elimination. 
So when you get up in the morning and you urinate, you need to test your urine because the urine is not a product of the blood. It's a product of the interstitial fluids. And it is the evidence of what you did the day before. Mm -hmm. And, and in, in, in most cases, okay, when people are testing their urine in the morning, mm -hmm. it's going to be between 4.5 and maybe 6.5. That's, that's a huge problem if you want to be healthy because ideal is between 8.4 to 9. So, Dr. Young, I mean, we're almost out of time for the, the time we have today, and people have got a lot to dig into from our discussion here. And this is an unfair question of me to ask, but I'm going to ask it anyway at the end here uh, because the controversy of urine therapy, something my, my aunt has been doing for decades, and she's in her 90s. Uh, and uh, do you have a perspective or opinion on it? And maybe we can follow up with that on another show. Sure. Well, the science of urine theory is the science of interstitial fluid science. So if you understand the, the science of, of the interstitium organ or the colloidal connective tissue of the shod, the largest organ of the human body, and you start analyzing using microscopy, you know, both electron microscopy or phase contrast, and then you start chemically testing this, of which, you know, my colleague and I are probably one of just a few that are actually testing the chemistry of the interstitial fluids. You would never drink your urine if you saw what was in it, because what oh. you're, what you're drinking is sewage from the blood and the body cells. Wow. So again, and you never shy away from controversy and I respect you for that. You know <laughs> that Robert, uh, you know, obviously there's a lot of those that are now advocates for it. So we got to, we're going to have to cover this again in another time, if you don't mind, but I know it's been how many years? Let's see. We said 2013, February, we're now at 2022. So it's been about nine and a half years or so, nine years. And, uh, 20, yeah, about 10 years. And, yeah. And, yeah. 20, yeah. So, Hey, I don't want to make this every decade. We can do it a little more often if you want. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, uh, if, if people want to, to learn the new biology, if they want to learn this new way of living, eating and thinking, and, and, and of course, you know, you can take it on faith or you can take it based on, you know, scientific evidence mm -hmm. and the scientific evidence, you have to have the capability to be able to test the constituents or the particulates that are in urine. If you have a microscope, which is more powerful than a gun, because you're actually going to see the bullets that are in that urine, you're not going to partake in that. It's not a solution. It's not a solution to the pollution. The solution <laughs> to the pollution is to purify our body fluids mm -hmm. by drinking clean, by eating clean food and drinking clean water. Amen to that, Dr. Robert O. Young. Appreciate you. And I'm always uh, up for discussions like this, and we don't shy from controversy either. And uh, we have we have links to you, of course, in the show notes. So everybody, if you want to share the show, if you enjoyed it, uh, dig in. It re repeats almost immediately after the show, as well as uh, on the various podcast sites that we're not banned on. Uh, that's not YouTube and Spotify. But other than that, we're doing pretty well. So, Dr. Young, good to see you. Nice to see you. And it's, it's a pleasure to be on your show. Thank you for providing the platform. You're, you're a great soul. Keep up the great work. No, oh, you're very kind. I just love engaging in these discussions. And, uh, you know, it's like it's not purposeful to be controversial, but I guess just to be able to be willing to have a scientific mind and ask questions is controversial nowadays. I don't think so. I think the discussions should be had and people with 
with an intelligent minds, which which means intelligence by definition is being able to look between the lines. <laughs> yes. Okay, and, and, that's interintelligence, yeah. and, uh, and 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 that's the way you are. That's the way I feel that you are, and that's the way I am. And uh, you, if you want to gain more knowledge, you know, go to school. If you want to gain more intelligence, then listen to Robert Scott Bell. You know, so. <laughs> yes. All right. You'd be renegade like me and Dr. Robert Young. <laughs> Anyway, thanks so much. Good to see you. Are you going to any uh, events coming up we should know about? Oh, wow. I just did the biomed in, in, in Vegas. Um, okay. You know, I it, it seems like all the events are online. Okay. Well, you if, if you end up at any of these events that we're together, I'll look forward to seeing you. I know I mentioned the Red Pill Expo coming up in Salt Lake City, which is always a lot of fun to red pill everybody on anything and everything, uh, which <laughs> you do as well. So I uh, appreciate you very much. All right. All the best. Thank you. All right. That's it for today's edition of the Robert Scott Bell Show. Thank you to Dr. Robert Young. We'll reschedule our other guest uh, from England who missed the time zone thing. And uh, we'll be back not only tomorrow, but 60 seconds from now for the bonus round. Super Don and me catching up. What's the uh, answer to algae burgers? That's coming up, too. Thanks for being here. God bless you. The power to heal is yours. Oh, that was that was fun. I enjoyed that. I did. And and you know, Super Don, if you're still here, uh, the the thing about that interview is it, uh, you know, it's it's I would dare say the other side of a perspective. You know, we've talked about for years the law of the terrain versus the germ theory, and the many controversies that still exist and persist among those who think this is caused by a virus. And I realize the great controversy about claiming that the virus has never been isolated is still ongoing and there's many people within our camp that i call friends that insist that mm -hmm. it has and there are many people within our camp that i call friends that insist that it hasn't and and yet uh you know some would uh, argue that the, to have the discussion is destructive uh, uh, you know my perspective is somewhere in in, in between the two if that's possible <laughs> in that you know, they've altered the definition of the word isolation. They they did it in a different way that doesn't meet Koch's postulates, et cetera. And, and Dr. Young mentioned that. Uh, and yet I would say, all right, give them their isolation via their new method. But then I challenge them to say, all right, show me this so-called virus in action within a living system that does more than, uh, you know, you speculate this is the pathway. This is what it's doing. This is what it's doing. Show me an action. And then you say, well, it's impossible. Then then how is it possible for you to proclaim that it is the cause of this thing? So there are, again, controversies, even if you have a perception that it may have been isolated by a new method or a different method. Has somebody done like a debate, you know, type no, there, there have been you've had people on one side? People there on are other, arguments or? that a debate should be done, but then there, there are arguments against it to say, well, that's not how science is done. But it, there's always elements of what? Yeah, no, I, Who says that? Believe me, there are people within the science world that say that it isn't even some people on our side okay now within the science world i would i would say yes because everybody wants to have the answer and be right yeah. and and it's settled science and they don't want people to to not believe in in what their their version yeah of but, it is. but but think about when you get together at a scientific symposium and you have a, a, a paper that you are backing or promoting or defending i mean isn't it good to get engaged and then people challenge you on that and and i think that that hasn't fully happened so some of it is, is it maintains itself in the realm of conjecture because oh well that hasn't been peer reviewed yet and on and on it goes so I, God wouldn't it be interesting though I mean yeah. you know come on 
Yeah, I think it should. I think I think somebody should put that on within even just our circle, yeah. you know, um, of influence. Yeah. Why not? Why not have you know the or you know next time you have um, Doctor Jack. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to see Doctor Jack on Saturday in Pennsylvania, in Pittsburgh. Yeah, because I know he he believes you know he's on he's on the side of it, that it has right. been isolated. Right, great, yes, of course. And the genetic sequencing has been mm-hmm. done. Um, and so, you know, why not? Why not have something like well, that? Well, I think that it, it tends to happen. You know, this is how it happens. And I don't know if it's the ideal way. Is that I talk to these people that don't believe it's been isolated. And I talk to the people that do. And I try to get the information out from both sides and then say, you guys make up your mind. Now, others will say, well, you don't have the scientific acumen to make up your mind. I'm like, well, don't be an elitist. There are elements of this that are some see even taken on faith in terms of what I would argue is the causation hypothesis, even if it's isolated, to say, all right, show me where it is actually caught in the act of doing anything like the HIV, so-called virus. And, and mm-hmm. you know, so in those cases, you know, you may never make agreement because they say just know that it's done even if they can't see it. They just, all of the things are adding up in their minds and their experiments to, to come to that conclusion. And I say it doesn't fit my view of the world. So now we're all dealing with a different paradigm or a view. And yet I'm still open right. to talk to both sides, and I, I think I love doing so. Uh, sometimes it'll frustrate people that want you to take a side. In certain areas where I have a principled stance, I don't even know if it's taking a side. It's just you have a principled stance on something. And, and, and unless I'm given information that really can convince me otherwise, I have a bias towards you know, a certain view, and I think we all do. But mine's not born of a conflict of interest, I don't believe, right? Because I don't, I don't gain anything for believing one way or another or lose anything as a host of this show to interview because i'm able to access and interview both people on both sides of that view i maybe that's my my role here to kind of i still think it would, i still think it would be interesting. i agree i think somebody should do it now you know what i don't mm-hmm. know would people come away from it being angry yeah. and wanting to fight and so maybe yeah. it, it depends you know that's kind of where we're we're at a lot of us anyway yeah. are uh today where it's like you know you can't you can't uh, agree to disagree anymore. So yeah, well, we need to. <laughs> but I don't know that that that, that you know that uh, you know people like the people that are listening to us right now would fall into that category. Well, how do you guys enjoy? I it? think everybody it would be enjoy fun. the. I mean, there I are people that Robert O. Young is interesting because he 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 has a he has a loyal following, and then there are loyal detractors or non-loyal detractors. It's like a guy. He's mm-hmm. not a guy that walks the fence per se. He's like says this is what he believes, and there are people that agree and people that disagree. But again, I respect the man for being willing to go in areas that I have a great deal of agreement with him. I might not have dug deep into some of the things that he's talking about in terms of uh, uh, even the microscopy that he reveals. But I think it fits my worldview uh, better than uh, the idea that a germ is the cause of the problem. I think parasitology is fascinating and it is a big part of this problem and explains to me a lot why the antiparasitic drugs are so successful in treating COVID. Not antivirals. Antivirals are deadly and death. Of course, they'll tell you that they don't. They of don't, course, but right? that's just so ridiculous at this point. I mean, uh, I don't think that I can give them any credence, those that claim it, they don't, because so much evidence aside that you have 100% survival rates for COVID in those doctors that were willing to do the antiparasitic drugs and success for using copper and silver as well and other things. So uh, anyway, I don't know. I don't mean to stay in the science realm to bore people because I know we want to find out the poll question of the day. What are our listeners and viewers and uh, things, people thinking of uh, algae burgers? 
Um, yeah, so let's take a look at that. The question of the day in the newsletter was, would you consider eating a burger made of marine microalgae? Yeah. Now, we're not talking about synthetic microalgae. Mm-hmm. We're not talking about made in a lab. We're not talking about genetically modified algae, but something that was actually grown and harvested from a river or an ocean mm-hmm. and then made into an edible yeah. burger thing mm-hmm. that you would look at so say, I'm thinking uh, you know the one point that was made that was the best point I forgot who made it I apologize is about the heating of, mm-hmm. of you know the algae the you know denaturing of the proteins that are present in it that's a good point so you'd have to eat this right. raw to have it have integrity at least as far as my, I'm concerned and who wants to eat raw right algae? raw algae burger know. it's probably not going to be yeah, you know. big old, big so old I'm going to say our uh, the winning answer will be no no. Yeah. Well, you would be yeah, correct. Yeah, pretty good margin, too. 70% said no. Heck no, I'm not eating an algae burger. 12% said yeah. yes. And 17%, not quite sure. Yeah, so I think I'm going to have a real burger later from grass-fed animals. Um, and I don't know if Dr. Robert O. Young will get mad at me for doing so, but, hey, that's okay. But, no, he seemed pretty <laughs> cool. Everybody's about a choice. choice well, life, right? yeah. No, I should have asked him if he would eat a, a, an algae burger. Yeah, so here you go. Kathy C. has, uh, 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 let's say, put the the request for a debate on urine therapy between Dr. Ed Group and Dr. Young. Hey. How about that? Can we do that on the air? Now, what did you think about what he said there about the urine Well, therapy? you know, that's been my inclination. In it it kind of makes sense because, to me. I mean, because I've always been brought up thinking... And being told that, you know, when you urinate out, it's a waste that's, product. That's the elimination, right. right? That's the stuff. The bad stuff goes but out. The urine therapy people do argue that it's actually not the way we thought it was in terms of kidney function and the filtration system to address certain aspects of what does supposed is supposed to come out. And it might not be as toxic as we thought. You know, some have argued, of course, urine is uh, technically, uh, what I, I mean, aseptic. What's the word for that? Um I can tell I'm not all here because of my tiredness from the, the last week's trip, uh, but mm. not, it's not purity is not the word. It is somebody will figure it out in the chat room. What I'm trying to think of here, Set, uh, sterile, sterile. That's the word. Uh, you know, so there's some interesting perspectives on what uh, is in urine. Urine, of course, you could talk about peeing on a bee sting, and it has it has a medicinal impact to take away the sting or a jellyfish sting, for instance. Um, there are people that have, as I said, my aunt has been drinking her own urine for decades. She's in her 90s. If it is that dangerous and deadly, explain to me how she's alive. So there are, if I won't say holes in the theory, I'm just saying there are things that are anomalies that aren't explained easily by saying it's toxic and you should never drink it. So there are confounding factors, I think you call it that. So I, I think having a discussion about that would be good. Now, I tend to do it this way where I'll interview someone that, with their perspective and then you guys will have to figure it out or I'll just, uh, and then I'll get somebody on the other side like Dr. Group and say, all right, explain some of these things. They'll explain that. And they don't do it together because sometimes those debates get ugly and messy and maybe they aren't good. But regardless, uh, I'm open to the discussion or even having the debate. Okay. I hear them, right. uh, what are they, cutting down trees outside or what? Oh, for whatever reason, they decided they're going to do this. It's like one of the city contractors or whatever like that that goes around and does uh, tree service. Mm-hmm. And so they've been out there since this morning out there with the chainsaws and wood chippers okay. and all that kind of stuff. So. All right. Do they need to chip anything over you? You should ask for the wood chips. 
for your garden or something or around it. Yeah. You know what I've been doing? What? Is I've been taking, because, dude, I got, do you remember? Actually, I don't even, I think I sent you the picture yesterday. Can you show pictures? You've been harvesting a lot lately. A lot. (laughs) I love that. Fall harvest has been great. A, A lot. And so I, uh. I'm going out every day, mm-hmm. and it's like every day I'm finding more tomatoes, more of the uh, the pear tomatoes, mm-hmm. and some of them. See, here's what happened: was I I grew those plants, and the plants just went crazy yeah. on growing. I mean, like ridiculous, like just uh-huh. vines everywhere, yeah. and and you know. And so what'll happen is I'll uh, I'll go out and I'll pick a whole bunch of tomatoes. I mean, I I've got like yeah. you know like. Have you been able to keep up with it? We've been freezing. Oh, good. Okay. uh, To use later, but uh, and then I'll go out the next Mm -hmm. day, and I'll start poking through and stuff like that, and I'll come out with another thing like this. And it's because they've grown so the vines have grown so thick and intertwined with each other that it's like now if I if I get in there and I really like pull the vines apart stuff like that, there's a bunch of tomatoes. And I'm just like, holy crap. And some of them have been there for so long because I haven't They're seen them. They're overripe. That they've gotten way too yeah. ripe. They're overripe. So I just take those and I throw those into the other uh, bed yeah. that I didn't use and bury yeah. them so that they'll go back into the soil. Mm-hmm. You um, might have you know, uh, maybe for, growth in the spring from the, those seeds that you put in there. Possibly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, possibly. So we'll Very see. Very good. So anyway. Um, Let's see if you can get like some local yeah. uh, manure. If somebody like you've got ranchers around that'll be willing to give you some manure to throw on after you're done growing, dude, I've got a big old but, bucket of dog out there. Not so dog manure, just... horse or cow. Oh, uh, what's wrong with dogs? Uh, are you anti-dog? No, now? but what are you feeding the dogs? The neighbors. Yeah, cats. they ain't eating grass, are they? No, no I don't think the dog uh, poop. They aren't eating grass. No, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh, I see what you're yeah. saying. Okay, so I don't think it'd be appropriate, uh, but okay. You know, Gotcha. So see if you can get some showers. Oh, I guess I can just throw it away then. But um Or yeah, put in a corner up. There. Yeah, we'll see. Actually, you know what I'll probably do is I will just probably go down to the nursery like I did mm-hmm. when I started this yeah. here. And it worked yeah. pretty good. Mm-hmm. Is I, I just picked up some organic uh, uh compost okay. that they sell in the bags and I just mixed it in with the dirt. Okay. And something I did was right because like Yeah, you did really like well. Un- unnaturally bonkers <laughs> the way that they grew it's well insane. in a healthy soil that's what we would expect and you did water them enough so that's great too yep like i said i'll go out there today mm-hmm. when we're done and i will come back in with a bunch of freaking tomatoes again and zucchini i found a zucchini yesterday mm-hmm. and i just i still have I, I don't know how the zucchini plant tricks me like it, it does, does. Huh? because i will go out there and check no 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 and then I'll go out there, and here's this the zucchini. It's like 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 a football, you know. I mean, it's just like, whoa, how the heck did I miss this? I don't understand it. It's huge. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, all right. So tomorrow we have got Miguel Rodriguez on the okay. show. Is that a is that a Kevin Tuttle recommendation? Of course it is. Let me see if I've got if I can. Well, we can what, what, do we have a slot I can reach out to Dr. Batar and get him on to talk about the uh, uh, deal, the opportunity? Tomorrow, uh, you, well, I, I have not found out yet whether we have Ty Bollinger on tomorrow okay. or not. Um, 
But we could probably squeeze him in. Maybe on we could get him on with uh, Ty if we needed to, right? Yeah, I suppose. I, I don't know when to do it. Let's just find out if Ty's on tomorrow. Do you message him or should I message him? I've already messaged okay, him. Okay, cool. Yes. So anyway, Miguel Rodriguez, um, I think he's a husband and a father living in San Diego. He's the owner of Fierce Communicator, which focuses on developing language and communication with each person. Yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Well, he'll be on tomorrow. Norman says dog poo, protein based, not good on gardens. Yeah, I just had an intuition. It just felt wrong to do that. Any more like than human sludge is is good, but um, the cow, uh, the the, the uh, horse, that kind of thing. So. Oh, you know what? This has to do with the Encinitas School Board, mm. uh, and this has a thing with the drag queen reading hour thing oh, and moms protesting against well, it. That's a shift in gears of topics for sure. Maybe that's what we're talking about tomorrow with him. Okay. Well, whatever it is, it's going to be good. Okay. Oh, you know what? For my Florida uh, folks out there, did we did we put up a link to uh, the Jonathan Eboard um, Exploratory Committee event at Casey Krejci's house on a Friday? Coming up? No, I need to do that. Okay, can you put that up on screen for everybody to see? Is that possible? Do you have access Maybe. to that one? I want to let you know if you're in Maybe. Florida, Central Florida is easier. But heck, if you're up in Jacksonville, go down. Straight down 95 and cut across. It's not far. It's on the east side of Orlando, closer to, to the ocean side of Orlando. And um, Casey Krejci is hosting uh, the fundraising event with Jonathan Emord this Friday. The That would be the 21st of October. And uh, it would be, a, again, hit another history-making event. You could say, I was there when. Every time I say Jonathan Emord is going to win, I get chills. I'm just feeling it, you know? So... <laughs> I'm having trouble finding that. Where did it go? But, dude, I have like a thousand friggin' folders here. <laughs> if I don't know specifically where it's at, then I can't just grab it. All right, let me see if I can find it real quick here. Hold on. Oop, who's texting me? Oh, is this it? Hold on. This might be it. There we go. There it is. All right, go full screen on that. Thank you. Let me take off the uh, the banner around it. There we go. So, special event to save America, hosted by Congressman Dan Burton. Is it? No, that's the one at Tinley Park Convention Center. That's not the one at. Uh, e oh, okay. That's then not that's the one at Casey Krejci's. That's the one I. Here, let me see I if I can find it. Hold on. I think I sent it to Darla. There it is. Now, how will I? Oh, here it is. Secure here. Copy that. <laughs> what? I suppose we could play the Three, three Stooges sound effect here, too. Okay. See if that helps at all. So you need to RSVP for this one. You can't just show up. Okay. Oh, hosted by Casey Krejci. Special guest Congressman John Doodle, Congressman Dan Burton, Scotty Moore candidate for Florida 9th District. Food prepared by Chef Depart. T. Sarah Krejci, his daughter, who is amazing chef. Who, that's who I played tennis with, by the way. Sarah was awesome. And then went bi biking with. It was awesome. So that'll be Friday the 21st from 6 to 8 p.m. And it's Chuliota, Florida, east of Orlando. So if you want to go and you're in Florida and you need extra information, 
Super Don has the link. And I want to get you all there. Let's get, get some uh, EMORD support. Get them to, beyond exploratory committee, get them to actually run. And if we raise a million dollars by March of 2023, he, he has a video here, it looks like. Ooh, can we play it with sound and everything? Maybe. Let me see here. Can you see that? Let's see. This is all on the fly yeah. here. Sorry, guys. Turn the sound on. So, all right. So I'm going to be turning on the system sound, which might be a little bit of an echo at first. Science is somehow considered to be holy when it's communicated from the government platform. But when science arises elsewhere, they censor it. The evidence that, for example, ivermectin is effective in treating COVID, and particularly when uh, administered early on with symptoms, is extraordinary. Many people have had their lives saved by ivermectin, and yet because Dr. Fauci has ruled them out as treatments and is focusing entirely on the vaccine, people are denied access to that information. The government has said, oh no, we're the experts. And what we say is everyone should be vaccinated. And that's the only answer. They don't invite the critics of the vaccine who are in the scientific community to offer opinion. Instead, they say, oh no, get more vaccines, be vaccinated again and again and again. This glorious thing, the Declaration of Independence, the second paragraph of which really defines what it means to be an American, that all men are created equal, that they're endowed by their creator with uh, unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Felix Frankfurter was a socialist. He absolutely despised free enterprise, and he ended up being the father of the administrative state. He wanted to defeat the separation of powers. He wanted to invest in single hands, legislative, executive, and judicial power, and thereby create an authoritarian regime that would be independent of the Constitution's allocation of power. Socialism is a bankrupt idea. It just doesn't work. Individual freedom of choice is a defining characteristic of humanity. It is morally evil in the same way as slavery to have the state be your master. It divorces from humanity that characteristic that defines them, which is free agency. It takes away from you freedom until you end up being just a tool or an instrument or a robot of the state. This is an opportunity society. That is to say, so long as you are free, you can achieve. There are people like me who, my whole career, I've been suing the government. I'm representing companies and individuals and scientists who have been restricted or censored or have had their lives altered fundamentally without just cause. So there are precious few of us winging the ax in the other direction. Emord for VA. Emord for VA.com. VA.com. Sorry. There we go. Emord. There we go. Emord for VA.com. Dot com. Correct. Yeah. And it's F-O-R. And it's F-O-R. VA.com. VA.com. You got to, you got to change the audio setting. Change the audio setting. Oh, sorry. Make it difficult. Too many things going on here. There we go. That was cool. That was cool. All right. Thanks for playing that. All right. Well, Super Don, Steve wants to know if you said drag queen breeding hour or drag queen reading hour. That would be even worse. Oh, man. Of course, you know what? Technically, they can't breed, so that wouldn't even make sense. Yeah. Anyway. Cindy says, RBC, you look tired. I think you meant RSB. I look tired. I feel tired. I, I am. I've been, I worked, worked it overtime all weekend. But it's a good kind of tired, not a bad kind of tired this time. I just got to... 
get out there and work out some more, rest some more, and be ready for my Pittsburgh event at the Health Freedom Expo that they're hosting, uh, the Health Hut in Pittsburgh. Well, outside of Pittsburgh, uh, basically, Beaver Falls area. And shout out to them, Kelly, Diana, and others that are working hard behind the scenes to make it happen. Let's see, anything else before we wrap up today? Did Bolden say he'd still be in town middle of December? I could go see him. Because he won't he won't visit us. AMA coming up the twenty fifth. I did not see. Yes, yeah, Cindy, there was an echo in there. It was for a little while. There was. We will follow up with him on that. Okay. All right. Well, that's all I got. It's a good show today. All right. Well, we'll have to reschedule. You have to change we'll the notes tomorrow. and get uh, our guest in hour one out of the notes so we're not confused to think that she actually appeared because she didn't. I will delete, do so. delete, delete, and then we'll redo it later. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> All right, man. I think it's time to blow this Taco Tuesday stand. Yes, go out there and get, grab some wood chips, and we'll see you tomorrow. I uh, yeah. Well, I don't know if they'll let me do that. I suppose I could try. Well, they they don't. They just take it to a dump, so they're happy to be able to dump it somewhere if you can use them. Wood chips are awesome. Yeah. Better than cow chips. <laughs> different, different purpose. But yes, okay. no, maybe not. All right, guys. All right. Ter terrible sense of humor today. I apologize. It's it's me. It's all me. Blame me. Yeah. All right. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Have a good day. Thanks, guys.